<laughs> oh my god, he's wearing the headset while he pisses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Carl, no. How many ounces are we going to get? That was a lot of peeing. I'm glad you're recording this, though. And the flash. And the hand washing. I hope this Good. makes it into the final cut. <laughs> yeah, this should be recorded. Yeah. Nicole, make it so. Requisite time, hand washing. And close the door. I didn't hear you sing your ABCs twice, Carl. It's not long enough. The uh, the video format goes right to Patreon. That's kind of like our one of our Patreon so, things. Like, you don't have to wait for editing. Me peeing is yep. going to be on Patreon. Okay, yep. cool. Say hi to everyone on Patreon. That's why they pay the extra, but... You're tuned in to the party at the All Points Podcast. Can you believe it's season three? Talking Warhammer and all that jazz. Just three Canadian dudes, John about that. Age of Sigmar, and they are helped out by Nicole holding it down as the super producer. And it's gonna go off the rails conversating. Age of Sigmar on party at the All Points. Come on, take a drink. We got Tristan talking to Chicago Bulls and that Brian Scalabrine. Then we got Dayton throwing away his pants down in D.C. And we got Bud in Manitoba being Winkler Manitoba friendly. We're all thanking God for Nicole doing the heavy lifting of the editing. Or else it would be three hours long instead of an hour and a half long. Party at the All Points, come on and take a drink. Party at the All Points, come on and take a drink. Party at the All Points, come on and take a drink. Party at the All Points. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Party at the All Points, your place for posting and toasting in the age of Sigmar. I am very much your living life of the party, Dayton O'Bray, and thank you for having a special episode, all with the, well, half of the Team Canada members, minus our coach, but uh, for a little bit more in-depth review of the world spectacular event that we attended for the first time ever as a nation. Uh, and as individuals, yay. go Canada. Moose Except up, for Oliver. <laughs> Moose up. That's not even how it goes. First. <laughs> That's we how long it's down. been. <laughs> Moose up. Okay, I guess there's no call out for the Moose up. Yeah, beaver up. Moose down. Moose but down. yeah, as you can as you can hear with the audio here, we got the biggest boy in Canada, Carl, back on the show. Like always, five hour shows. Right. That's what you're all about. Uh, and for his first appearance ever, but you know him, you love him. He does great content. Matthias. No, just kidding. Jordan from <laughs> Season War. It has to be Matthias. I, it's not my first appearance. Yeah, I was about to say, this, this is not his first appearance. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Friends have so, as, a, my as a family, it's our third appearance. Wow. Yes. ADHD things to the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and we got our Gen Z representation with Matthias. A for real, for real, no cap. This, this no shit cap is for real. She. What was it? What we kept saying? Uh, what was it? She. No cap. Oh, she. No cap. She. No cap. All, all throughout worlds, we're learning about the I'm, the I'm minds of the trick. The the. 
under thirties. <laughs> yeah, Carl, aren't you under thirty? No, I just I turned thirty in May. Oh, I was thirty okay. going to birthday. yeah. I went to I turned thirty. Yeah. You could be thirty, you could be sixty. I just I yeah, it's really hard to You say. never know, yeah. All I'm, right. <laughs> still, I'm still mad that you shaved, by the way. Mm, uh, but yeah, uh Dayton, I am recording from Land of Metis as well as the Tanaha. And a big shout out to all the party people listening, especially our Patreon supporters. And oh, what do we got? Sponsorships, Bear to Dice, P A T A P, five percent off, uh mini make tray. Uh, mini make bro for five percent off and use our affiliate link with the flg if crew for all your purchasing especially uh tickets events tickets and if you haven't gone and purchased your lvo ticket you can do that through the link yeah that was nice even i did it yes i actually saved a good chunk of money because those things aren't cheap no well it's actually not saving anything it's a kickback for us and that's why yeah (laughs) And that's why I'm, thro- I'm tossing 200 back to Jordan for his uh, Beast of Chaos. Uh, You're too commission. kind. Oh, we We're going to name so many uh, Ondor Raiders after I want, the party uh, at the end points. I want to be the ugliest one. Find the ugliest Ondor. That's the one I want to be. <laughs> okay, we'll name all. Yeah. All of and them. <laughs> there's going to be like just, five Ondor named Dayton. The group of Daytons. Yeah. <laughs> they rally really well. They always run away. <laughs> yeah. They might go to bed a little early, but they rally really well. Uh, but yeah, we got back for... Oh. Centigore. Centigore. Yeah, yeah. yeah Centigores are sweet. I love Centigores. You just never see them. Uh, now I'm getting Beast of Chaos flashbacks of playing Casper. Uh, <sighs> no. Bad touch me, but so many. Uh, yeah, so we got worlds. Uh, we just came back. That was two weeks ago now, I guess. We're that finally is. adjusted back into our real life. Um, they are going to be bidding on next year's next week, I believe. And I think it's um, Amsterdam, the Netherlands again. Austria, I think, is putting a bid in. Ooh. And England has put a bid in. Uh-huh. So. Nice. Austria would be cool. I mean, I've never yeah. been to England either, but we're probably going to play at some Legion for England. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only... They don't. Have, they don't have space. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's they have gymnasiums and town halls. That I mean, it would it would be a cool experience to you know play it in the land of Games Workshop. But Austria yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, Fucking England, like the public transit, man. I just go. I still get nightmares of that. Scene. <laughs> It's so bad, Matthias. It's so bad. <laughs> when you're what used to a SkyTrain. The, the Dutch one? Yeah. My, the my Dutch one was expensive from, when we got there. That's true. My friend from not uh, from Britain, he was saying that, like, if you're going to Nottingham, just be mind right now that there's, like, two roads into it and out of it only, and they're under construction. So, like, the traffic just piles up in and out. So just be prepared and... So I think that's a good microcosm of Britain transport. That's, yeah. And it's expensive. And it sucks. Done. That's enough about England. The people are great. And the food is good. And the weather is coastal. So Matthias will be right (laughs) now. But you get to call it the tube. (laughs) (laughs) Think you need to go have some chips and some crisps. Chips in the tube. Oh, Oh, my lord. 
Uh, all right. Well, we give a little like, a rundown of what we brought to Team Canada yes. and basically what our position was. Um, and some of them switched. Like I was a defender and then I got turned into an mm-hmm. attacker with my Blades of Corn. Yep. A very hard counter to a lot, of the, a lot of the world's representation. Mm-hmm. I basically had some good counters into every team we played. So that was fun. Matthias, mm-hmm. what'd you bring? I brought Nurgle. It was one of the three lists at Nurgle that was Nurgle at the entire event, um, which is quite a bit less from last year. Uh, but specifically, uh, I brought a bunch of flies, so it was Droning Guard as the sub-faction, a couple of Maggot Lords, 12 flies all in minimum size squads, you know, Bile Pipers, Furies, and Nurglings, and it's all being carried on the back of the Furies and Nurglings, because they just score points, and everything else is just there in the way. How many ones did you roll for Battleshock? Oh, like four. It was uh, beautiful every time I did it. And <laughs> it was mean. I'm a defender, but I I won a few games here and there because when people don't know what I'm doing and when I barely have a grasp of what I'm doing, I sometimes can win. Yeah, you're the wild card because no one actually really know, yes. knew who you were as a person and a player. <laughs> just some yeah. kid that just yeah. kind of showed what you're up. Listed. With, yeah. No one, we, didn't even know, we didn't even know you were listed. <laughs> actually, the yeah. Danish, interestingly, were like, that's one of the lists that we were worried about. That's why we were practicing against it constantly, yeah. trying to mm-hmm. figure your, it out. Your and hands. It nothing, because they don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> if I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh carl what'd you just bring kind of roll it up in a ball uh i was yeah i brought 72 squid herds i was one of whatever 20 whatever people that were taking 21. jaws of mark uh with 72 squid herd um i was kind of in the position going into it of being an attacker but that quickly changed i think somewhere in the middle of the tournament and i was more of a defender um so me and you kind of switched positions uh basically Ayo. midway through the tournament <laughs> uh, i became the bottom you became the top Ayo. uh and yeah and uh, i i liked it better that way <laughs> yeah. there's too much pressure man scoring points is too much pressure I think it was more James. I think James was the big one that we thought that he was going to be an attacker, and then he yeah, then became a defender. To, yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, with Lumineth, yeah. which was the I think the Danish also had um, Lumineth as a defending piece. I mean, the right. lists are very different, but completely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we we make, we kept throwing James under the bus to put you into yeah. better matchups. Um, That's and, more accurate you know, than than saying yeah. he was a true defender. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but if you want to see the Danes Lumineth list, you can check out the latest season of War. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> it was actually really not to you know divert too much from our own stuff, but it was such a fun list to play. Tech list, big cow and Altharian, mm-hmm. like that cow can slap. Yeah, just some fun pieces, and, and it's surprisingly resilient too. Yeah, it would have chewed through bloodletters. Oh, jeez. I can't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But the Danes won it, so they knew what they're doing. So they did. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And they were super nice. Yeah. They always they wanted to check in. They always want to check in on us and see if we won a game yet. 
<laughs> I think we hung out with them the most out of any other team, at least myself. Right. Like, <clears throat> but Jordan, what'd you, uh, you bring to worlds and your position of power? I, I brought a very casual, um, Slanesh list with, a, you know, a, a subtle 55 list bar archers. Um, it was really good. And I also brought, uh, in the list Bellacor, which is just, you know, very unkind as well as Ted Undor, which are like the secret weapons of the list. Not secret weapons, but just very um, efficient and useful because the list is so thin with all the Bliss Barbs in Bellator. Um, huh. Contorted Epitome in there as well, but basically my list was very oppressive against a lot of stuff. So I would, a lot of the matchups, I knew I was kind of going in for the win and trying to just make it as big a win as possible. Um, and it, yeah, it was a fun list. I really enjoyed it. It plays a lot like deep kin. So it was very familiar to me, easy to try to get into, but um, generally, so I, I was kind of in that attacker role where we were trying for the most part to get me into to good matchups where um, I could kind of store big for the team. Yeah. I, I'd probably say like you were probably our strongest attacker of all the yep, members. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, the the most pure kind of attacker list that we had for sure. Right. Um, and what and, I tell the just, one player, I think it was when Jordan's smiling at you, it means he's kicking your ass. <laughs> 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 when you see those big teeth come out, you're you're in for hurt. Hey, <laughs> I I try to be friendly and happy no matter what. Um, so I try my best. You did. You really did. We all did. Stop typing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as I mentioned last episode, I got in quite early. I got in on the Monday. Uh, Carl rolled in on Wednesday. And then Matthias and Jordan were in Thursday, I believe. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was I Wednesday I morning. Yeah. So we got lots of cheese and Carl. Yep. <laughs> Loaded and ready to fire. Oh. But yeah, so we uh, drank with the Danes, I think, Thursday night a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they weren't really drinking, but uh -huh. we were. I had a little bit more than drinking on that night, let's just say. Well, that was Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was challenging everybody. I wanted either their tallest player or the mirror match. They wouldn't give me either. <laughs> <laughs> just kept yelling, who's your tallest player? But yeah, was, um, so let's uh, let's rip right into it then, and uh, we started off against the Danes, the big matchup that everyone was warning us about. Uh, that was like mm -hmm. I heard the most of every other team that I talked to were like asking mm -hmm. us who we got for the first round, and we're like uh, Denmark. And they're like, Ooh. <laughs> like okay, it's <laughs> gonna be fun. Under understandably, with their kind of background. Um, we nobody really gave us much of a, a chance or expected yeah. us to put up. Much I, of a I think fight. we were quietly mm -hmm. confident, right? We we're we yeah. we're we we're like we can we can shock some people. I wasn't actually uh, prior to going to Worlds. I wasn't really aware of everybody's previous records 
uh, I started following Worlds maybe mm-hmm. last year, and they were third, I think, last year, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. They didn't win the whole thing. So, like, you, you know, you know, France, England, USA, or Sweden are going to be some of your heavy hitters. The Danes kind of like kind of fall to the wayside a little bit, even though they are one of the better prepared teams, and from a from a team standpoint, one of probably the best teams. Um, but no one was picking them to win, so it wasn't like they were massively on everybody's no i think they were they were big they were big uh sleeper going into it then after a couple matches people were like holy fuck everyone pay attention to the dates yeah (laughs) they ain't fucking about especially with the the kind of success england had the previous year um how dominant their uh, performance was and then i know there's a lot of uh talk of of the the u.s kind of taking uh, taking it super seriously this year or really pushing for it. So, yeah, it's also yeah, like a no. smaller country, right? So there's not as many players that, you know, kind of travel internationally or are in, on the international scene from there. So it's just kind of a place you don't hear from as much compared to like the U S and uh, England. the UK. Yeah. And they had one of the nicest jerseys. You did. I want one. Yeah. yeah. I want, I want one. Casper, <laughs> give me my fucking jersey. <laughs> 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 Who knew red, red, red and white are nice colors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we, we could have the same. We had more black though. We did have yeah. a lot more black. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, parents went up. I talked about I got paired into Casper mm-hmm. and I got my ass handed to me. Uh, Matthias, how was yours? <laughs> I got Rune, which was the captain for Denmark and the weird weird Lumineth list. So yeah, it was like table eight it was just this weird lumineth list that we didn't understand versus a weird nurgle list that they didn't understand it's just like put those guys in a corner and something's gonna happen <laughs> i guess <laughs> so yeah it was the tech list and the one normal non-named character moo cow the alaris stone king whatever they are um light of eltharian two units of 10 wardens one unit of ponies venari dawn riders and then your mandatory spell portal rune of petrification. Uh, we were on Realmstone Cash, so just straight up running in the middle. Um, it was, I mean, he set up in a castle. I set up all my things on the field. I put flies up in deep strike with Lord of Afflictions. He gives me first because he's a one drop. That's fine. I just drop everything down. I play aggressive. It's back and forth for a bit, but I he's unable to touch the point for the first two turns and I just keep him off of it partially because you know I charge the wardens that were screening everything and tag everything with no pylons but partially because the big Alaris Stone King failed a five inch rollable charge Oof. and then ouch after the split on turn three he picked like my furies for a battle tactic where you have to kill it with a Alarith unit and he failed a four-entry roll little charge and dropped that oh. tactic and the point and just dropped those points. And, I mean, you take those. And yeah. I just kind of peeled away. I made sure to target the Wardens first because that's most of his bodies for scoring. I ended up killing Teclis at the end, which also denied his Grand Strat because he couldn't teleport things enough. And I basically just camped all the objectives he didn't have enough bodies to really get to the points where i needed a couple of really bad charges for him and 
me utilizing the wheel of no pylons, good disease and everything. And I was able to finish the game with a 17-3 differential in my favor. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is uh, <laughs> pretty <was> cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Would have been really cool yeah. if I didn't get fucking zero. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was Ugh. obviously, like we said, talked about how tough it was going to be to face Denmark, but I think it was like the best thing for us. We oh, kind 100%. of came in this year um, from like a team organizational standpoint with like kind of a, um, I, I'd say we don't, we had to get our feet wet approach in, in terms of, uh, you know, having everyone get on the same page and kind of an understanding of, of what things are happening. So, so playing the, the top performing team at the start, I think was like good for us. Cause it was like, okay, this is what, what, what we're, what to expect, or this is what the kind of highest level exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if we played somebody who was like, we needed to be punished. Yeah. If, <laughs> we're, we're, I think we were overconfident going in. We didn't, I mean, at least me personally didn't quite understand what team Warhammer was going to look like. We don't have very many mm -hmm. team tournaments up in, in North America, not nearly as much as the Europeans barely do. Barely any, yeah. Yeah, so we have barely any. Um, and so, you know, individually as players, like all of us are quite excellent. All of us have won GTs, you know. Um, and so I, I myself was too confident going in. And then I had to play... Uh, Slanesh in the first round. I cannot pronounce his name. I'm not going to butcher it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it starts with an M, ends with an E. Uh, I know your name. I just can't say it. Um, and I thought it was going to be, you know, a, a decent matchup. Uh, but then I ended up getting just utterly destroyed, um, which was not a good experience. Uh, ended up differential of 19 to 1. I really had to scrap that one point too. I was like teleporting my my um, madcap shaman to the corner. We were playing battle lines drawn, so um, I played quite conservatively. There was a turn three where my snufflers, actually my snufflers refused to work uh, after turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four. They <laughs> right. refused. They just refused to to go. And when he saw that I had no five aboard, he basically shoved twenty slick blade seekers right into me. One yeah, big unit of they ten. Hurt. They hurt so much. So much. And then because I have so many wounds in my 36 block of Squigard, I think he ended up with 140 depravity by the oh. end of the game. And he wasn't running the no summon grand strat. He was running the 36 depravity grand strat. So he summoned, I think, two units of 30. I think he summoned 60 demonets during our game. And the demonets just chew through Squigherd as well. Just utterly just tabled yeah. me and i was just scrapping for the one point and then i looked at i looked at simon our coach and it was like it's not going good dude <laughs> and he's like don't worry it'll be fine the round will be fine and then he's like i just didn't want you to to lose hope because everything else was not doing it was not going well except for matthias <laughs> and jordan uh so jordan oh, yeah <laughs> yeah so i um this was a, actually a big learning for parents as well. I played into uh, Morton and his Slaves to Darkness. And this was one that, like, in talking w with their team afterwards, that... Was he red-eyed yet? He was red-eyed already. Yeah. He was high the whole time. Oh. <laughs> no, he had, um, no he, had a, he had a reaction or something with his eyes. Um, so, so that was a matchup they wanted off the top. Um, it really good matchup for me. But they wanted to get rid of our, our Slanesh 
to kind of free up and, and take pressure off some of the other pairings down the road. And that's something that we kind of learned from, again, having played them round one, and we kind of took into the future pairings and, and looking at it from that perspective, uh, not with just my army, but a bunch of the other armies, it gave us kind of a helped shape our understanding and insights into pairing. And, and throughout the event, we got a lot better at pairing. Um, but then I was pa paired into Morton's Slaves to Darkness and my list is just designed to, you know, kind of bully those lists between, you know, all the shooting, especially potentially at Ren 2, um, Bellator locking down a unit, the contorted epitome reducing a unit to one attack. Uh, the, I have enough screens to try to block you for a turn or two, especially with all the, the other control. And then when you finally do get to charge me, I'm potentially unleashing hell with three units. Three times, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's pretty tough for, for combat armies, I think, to play into the list I was playing. Um, so, and enough it, yeah. seekers to go bad touch people that you need to. Yeah, yeah, just a, a kind of token amount. Obviously, the shooting's doing the heavy lifting, but the seekers will go out, finish a unit off, and then act as the, the screen or the buffer for the next turn. Um, so, and, and they do a great job of that, and it's 20 wounds in those units, so... Did you take great joy in offering depravity whenever you could? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there was a lot of fear about that mechanic like before or as the Nash was releasing, but like, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I think all my opponents, we had fun with it of me, like, you know, trying to tempt them and they would, you know, not take any of my shit and generally refuse. So um, usually the trend is like the first bit is I'll just take the mortal wounds and then once you get so much depravity, you're just like, fuck it. You're just, like, whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Your once you're already at the minus one hit, in my mind, depending on the army you're playing, it's almost, okay, that's when you turn the switch. You hold off on the, the minus one hit as long as you can. If I get it in combat or other methods anyways, then it's like you kind of, okay. Um, the at, at least for my list, because the exploding sixes isn't big. Most of my games, by the time I got exploding sixes in combat... is over, yeah. Um, oh, well... Either that or my combat units are already dead anyways. Mm, yeah. So it's it's like just the epitome that's using that. Though it still is a little damage that a little more damage than for like my archers or something. Um, and the, and then little... you turn into Nurgle after that. Yes, that one's big, but again, it's trying <laughs> yeah. to like it's it's never relevant because the game's already decided one way or the other for the most part. Not against multi. Oh. I was trying to pay attention 36. to your game. But yeah. Yeah, that yeah, the list that you played, Carl, is nasty because I I I thought that was going to go into me, so I I practiced a lot against it, and it's it's yeah, it does I, so much. I I did as well. I practiced, but there was a key differences in the lists that you know I wasn't quite not aware of, yes. but I I wasn't quite thinking of yeah, and that kind of again the overconfidence going into it is like oh yeah, Sinesh, yeah, no problem because I. With 72 squig herd run and charge, you can usually run over plus barbs quite quite readily. Um, but not not when they have 20 or they have no or 36 depravity summons quite easily. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a super sobering experience for Team Canada, uh, especially for Carl, as you mentioned. And I would say, speaking on his behalf, Batiste as well. Batiste, Batiste. yeah. He... Uh, he talked to us afterwards about how like he was kind of bummed out for a second because <laughs> he was just like, you know, he thought he was, and he is an amazing player, but I, I don't think he's had enough reps against other amazing players. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, I think uh, it's more so the his list and um, performed really well with it, it, you know, in tournaments and singles and stuff. But the list is is kind of a behind the curve list, which is f- fine in kind of like you know your your local meta. But when you're only placing playing the best of the best, when your yep. list is behind the curve, you feel it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, like it's. Each and every one of the games that we played could have been a round four or a round five at a GT. Oh, it's like you can you, you you can you can skirt away one to three with a bad list. Round four, you start to you might get lucky and play someone bad, or you might play someone good. And then round five, obviously, you're playing good. So like if your list is like four one all the time and you win four, it doesn't necessarily mean that you face the top level competition and you're like gonna win eighty percent of the time. It's just because you get lucky in pairings and the the, the like, in at, at least in the singles, especially with larger tournaments, it gets easier and easier the larger it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in teams, you're not escaping. There, every single one of those people are killers uh, with killer lists that are built for a purpose and practice against you. And especially the Danish who are quite uh, prepared. They had t- lead up time to play all of the lists. So even like something like Feck which is a little bit of a curveball. They had a lead-up time to play it and, and kind of understand what its weaknesses and strengths are. And they basically locked themselves away from their family for like three months playing prior. Yeah. Yeah, they're that crazy. They're crazy. crazy, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, to go back on Patty's as well, like he rallied really well though. And he really started to own that hitting from behind element. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He what got gigs. Yeah. Then he, he ran into a bunch of old people that asked why why everyone was wearing jerseys in the hotel room and he was uh, it was for the Bukaki. <laughs> the Bukaki <laughs> International Competition. Yeah. What a chaotic man. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to meet someone who's more chaotic than Dayton, you should talk to Patty's. Yeah, little Dayton. Yeah. Little Dayton's great. He's, he might be a little bit more crazy than you were. But yeah, we uh, we tucked our tail between our legs and went and had some delicious brunch, and had a sobering chat with the team on what yeah, to do. Yeah, it was it was not it was not a good good feeling after round one. But luckily, it was just round one. Uh, we scraped together how many points? Forty-seven. Forty yeah. being the lowest you can get. One hundred and twenty is the cap max. You can obviously score more than that in the in the round. You could potentially score 160. 60? Yeah, 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 but it caps at 120. Um, and then you can obviously score less than 40. But uh, we scored 47, so n- didn't get utterly destroyed. Thank you, Matias. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so. so, yeah, uh, we had a big chat. Decided yeah. to play things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, move positions. Especially me being a defender. No, I think I, I think at this point in the yeah. tournament, we were still like, let's stay the course. It might have just been bad luck. Let's do it again. I think was a little bit the the general feeling from what I remember. Yeah. What trying wasn't to, quite trying to learn from it, but we didn't take it like in hindsight after the event. There, like we talked about with roles being a little different in the situations in the meta and all that than we kind of expected going into it. Um, one game isn't enough to, like Carl said, completely flip your strategy or plan. So, yeah, but it, so it made like us stay... question some matchups at least. Yep, this is a coming of age tale, if you will. Yeah, this is <laughs> but, Act One of our arc. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, but we got paired up against the Finns with yeah. uh, Leo in his, his big booty. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest ass in Warhammer. And one of the only female players? Yes, Hannah. There's a couple? Yeah. There was, well, there was a couple female players. Hannah, then uh, mm. Serbians, Natalia? Natasha? Natasha. Natasha. And then, uh, of course, Ronya. Ronya. Yeah. Yes. The infamous. The infamous Ronya. Ronya. I don't know, Natasha was starting to become infamous too there towards about the end. Yeah. Natasha <laughs> was... Yeah. Uh, she was, was an aggressive a... woman. <laughs> She's a strong, independent woman. That's <laughs> what we like to see. Uh, but yeah, so we went into it, and Matthias was supposed to be the first round. So yeah, yes. the second. <laughs> so bad. Again, bad. Uh, we had, in terms of talking preparation before. Um, in terms of army selection, we kind of came into worlds with a pretty lax approach in terms of like our team composition, where we kind of each just kind of, you know, generally knew we had some good matchups, kind of took what we were confident in personally. Um, but yeah, dating over the course of it, like you said, we kind of figured out over the first three rounds that you were a better in, in, you know, paired into some aggressive matchups rather than like kind of a catch all defender. Um, but yeah, we, we made a we, mistake. We, we, we make tweets. But unfortunately, tweets. yeah, we did make a mistake. And I got paired against uh, Slanesh, Sebs. The yeah, mistake was right, we were coach? planning to put down Nurgle as our first defender, but literally just a, a easy, silly mistake of just putting down the wrong card meant uh, we, we put Dayton down as our first defender, which we definitely did not want to do. Um, so we, we kind of compromised our entire pairings because of that or from the start um but yeah we still yeah we still adjusted it and yeah the best we could uh yeah. i think i got like one point or something or three points maybe it was one because i remember making one? a joke joke at yeah. you yeah that's better than what you did before yeah, <laughs> yeah. i remember <laughs> making like, that joke too <laughs> it's it dane's, dane's first point yeah uh and that was my first time playing against a keeper I have never seen a keeper on the table before, and they actually—they're okay. Keepers are a okay. They're okay. Yeah, yeah, they're—they're they're, they're not super good. The, it was essentially making the bliss barb seekers, or not bliss barbs, the slick, the slick blade seekers fight twice. Fight twice on a unit of ten really hurt. Yeah, like they're <laughs> I mean, arguably whether they're optimal or not, but you still have to respect them for what they do. Yeah. The thing, the thing about your army is like the twenty blood letters have staying power, and then you regenerate them. So yeah. being able to just blow through twenty, no problem, means like your half, half the synergy of your armies kind of just disappears. Heavy melee armies destroy my list, and, and that's I, I, where why you weren't a good defender, or the Torn wasn't a good defender, because it a lot of those counters. attacker armies just have the output. Right. Yeah, slaves, mm -hmm. iron jaws. Slanesh. I would have, yeah, oh, I, uh, I would have liked a slaves matchup. It would have been more interesting, I think. But who cares? That's enough. We know about me. We don't know about Matthias. Nurgle mirror match, baby. That's right. <laughs> There's only three Nurgleists in the whole event, and I found one of the other people. <laughs> it was, uh, what's his name? I don't remember how to pronounce his name, but I'm going to try. Yanni? 
Yanni. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he had also the two Maggot Lords, 50 Rottmeyer Creed, a 20, 20, 10, <laughs> and 30 Plague Bearers, a 20 and a 10. And I was fine going into this matchup because my bugs have anti-horde shooting where they get the number more shots the more enemy models are in the unit up to a cap of seven. And he's immobile, I'm speedy, we're on twists and turns. I can cover more board space and there's objectives very far spread out. Um, but I was on twists and turns, so it's a strength, but also it's twists and turns. Sometimes objectives turn off, sometimes they turn on, <laughs> and sometimes you just get nothing taken away from you and your opponent scores. Yeah. Sometimes so you table played... your opponent in the third round and don't win the game because you can't turn on any objectives. <laughs> A legendary event that happened to someone in the tournament. Yeah. Tom Gwan! Um He's so good. Um <laughs> Yeah, yes. At least I didn't get that bad. We'll say that. Uh I played to basically the middle point and everything. Well, I set up to try and play for like the middle point and just to the corner and play for those points. But I also threw theories up at the top right and the theories ended up sitting at the top right, holding that top right objective the whole time. They weren't touched until how like good were your theories this game? Like how good were your theories this whole tournament? They sat there. The whole game, there was 20 Rottmeyer Creed on an objective next to them. And <laughs> there was a forest in between the Furies and them, so the Rottmeyer couldn't shoot at them. They weren't in range of anything else because they're 14-inch shooting. They couldn't leave because my Furies would hop over. The Rottmeyer didn't want to have to go commit to the very corner of the battlefield to go deal with them. So they did great just sitting there. And every tournament game, they were amazing because they're 12-inch flying. That's faster than anything I have in my book. They can retreat instead of fighting, so they pull activations from the opponent. And I can do things like fly 12 inches, charge 2d6, and then fly 12 more inches inches. away. So I can just cover far more distance than Nurgle should ever be allowed to cover. So they are just such a great tool. Such a wonderful little friend unit. Uh, But... They did great value just sitting in the corner, just staring at some Rottmeyer Creed through a forest, doing nothing. Everything else in mine was just pushing into all his stuff. And even as a Nurgle player, I still... (laughs) Yes, it's good shots, good output. But even me playing Nurgle, I... You still underestimate the output that Rottmeyer Creed do with their shooting in melee. I'm only on a 5-up armor, so my flies will die to his shooting and output. But... I'm able to, like, put my two Megathlords together and they team up and eat one of his Megathlords and they go to the next one, they eat that. And in my opinion, that's how you're supposed to play the matchup in the Nurgle Mirrors. You need your Megathlords to fight together so that you can actually overwhelming mass through their opponent's stuff. Um, I cleared that stuff off. He had a little Chaos Sorcerer Lord in the other corner that would not die. And would just sit there, took a full unit of drones with 10 Rottmeyer Creed, this exalted ally lord. I'm like, great, I'll throw three drones there, shoot at the Rottmeyer Creed, pick him up, charge the hero, clear that out, no problem. I throw all of my shots in, he just wards them all. I charge in, he just saves everything, and then I don't, and just kills them. 
and then I like summon a beast, send that in. He bounces off. I summon Nurglings, throw those in. They bounce off. I can't touch that corner. My Furies are holding the other corner. All the middle points basically flip in such a way that he gets the majority scoring. So I end up losing 14 to 6. So I'm not sad with the loss. A 14 6 is what I'm like generally designed to do as a defender. So as six points is six points, I'll take it. But, you know, if the. Twists and turns didn't want to twist and or turn, then maybe I could have gotten a little better. I love how your brain works, man. Like, I can <laughs> remember the key features of the, my matches and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and moments, and you're like, and in turn two, on my third activation, I move this unit 12 inches. That's right. <laughs> turn one, midpoint, 10 plague bears. Or God's Demon's View. I push in with six drones. I eat all the plague bears. I stay out of range of Or God's Demon's View. <laughs> I'll tell you every single move that enemy Or God's does for the rest of the game. <laughs> Except you don't get chats. Carl, how was your matchup? No. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I played Hannah, who was, again, like we said, uh, one of the only few uh, women at the tournament. Uh, she was super nice too. She was super nice. We were both nurses, so we kind of bonded over, you know, the pains of the, of the job. So um, she was playing <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so she was playing fire slayers with, I want to say, eighty Volkite berserkers. Might have been sixty and the magma Droth. It might have been a sixty and the magma Droth. Twenty Volkite, ten Volkite, ten Volkite. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> How does he remember yeah. this? He's if, not even looking. He just remembers. Yeah, he just... Yeah, he just, that's right. I glanced at it once, and I have it forever. Yeah. Um, and so I was playing 72 Squig Herd, and we were playing on only the Worthy. So it was... From a matchup standpoint, I'm very good into Fire Slayers, because I just have so many attacks that I'm able to, to trade very well. And then I have Recursion, where they don't. Um, they have a four up rally, but I'm picking up twenty Volkite Berserkers, no problem. Each time I touch one, um, and Grin Crack, <laughs> and I have Grin Crack, so I fight on death. Then she activates Volkite's fight on death, and then she kills some of my people, and then I fight on death, and I kill some of her people, and then those people fight my people who <laughs> kill more. And so we had like ten minute long, um, like combat phases, just, uh, just insane. Hmm. Um, and yet but you still key... finish your game before Oliver did. <laughs> I always finish my games. <laughs> oh, Ollie. Uh, oh, Ollie. It doesn't matter. What, here's the thing with Oliver. Just a side tangent. It doesn't matter what army he plays. He will no. finish at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so we should just give him a super complicated Use army. Use it every then, minute he can. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, he'll get there. I, I, I need to learn something from Ollie. I need to slow down a little bit. Um, but... Basically, he's we, a part. He's a partner pleaser. That one. <laughs> he is a partner pleaser. He wants you to stare <laughs> at him for the whole four hours that you guys play. Um, so we trade back What's and forth. Time for that? Uh, I have better trades uh, because of the squig herds returning and my loon shrine returning people, but that didn't happen, and my snufflers failed to help me again. They got off on the turn one when I didn't touch anything, and then just ceased to function for the rest of the game. Um, and uh, the big deciding factor in our game was uh, the battle plan. Uh, only the worthy means that um, only the Galatian champions take precedence over 
all other units. So my seven, my thirty-six squared card couldn't take objectives off of uh, flame keepers or rune smiters, and so uh, Hannah was able to pull back and basically just tag the points and score one, two, never more. And so it ended up being a thirteen-seven to me. So I ended up winning my first game, scored my, you know, a, a winning score, but it wasn't as large a differential as we wanted as a team. And I personally was quite disappointed in, in, in how I played that game. You gotta stop beating yourself up, girl. That's my job. Yeah, I know. I mean, one and one, not too bad. So, and then she gave me some you terrible. What? You can't, you can't go by wins and losses. No, 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 not at yeah. all. No, you, you, like it's not relevant. Like, like a good example is Morton, who was uh, who you know lost all his games for Denmark. There's my dad, um, but you know ended up losing. Uh, <laughs> ended up like basically points. yeah, scraped for the points and ended up winning them. You know the tournament. So. Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't You're... wasn't where I was designed because, like I was saying in the at the top of the show, I was designed to be an attacker and I attacked that fire slayer list, and I only got thirteen points. So, yeah, it was um, a loss in, in from from an expectation standpoint. Just to just to build on your point, um, if if you think we have eight matches on average, let's say you win four, you lose four in an even you know team versus team pairing. So, so with that, your losses are literally as important as your wins for just right. the points you get out of them, assuming mm -hmm. you know, the games are split evenly. Yep. Because mm -hmm. you get well, to decide only half of your matchups, yeah. Spoiler alert, uh, there was a one-point difference between each rank in the finals for like five of them, I think, wasn't it? Well, for, I, I know for us, um, spoiler, as you said, we ended 13th. And we're only five points off ninth. Right. Yeah, so. five overall points, which is crazy. Yeah. Out of like mm -hmm. 460 points, we were five yeah. away from ninth. So had I gotten two points that round, it would have helped. <laughs> we would have been top 10, Dayton. <laughs> or if I won 15-5, like, yeah. you know, was bare minimum for myself. Yeah. But yeah. That is, that's we not can all say that, there. right? Yeah. But it yeah, is a tangent. Like, it does, it does play on your mind, though. It does. Like, I, I thought about mm -hmm. it quite a bit of like if I could have just gotten like one or two points. But then like a good way to like right. step back from that is to look at the whole team and how people did and like, well, actually he was, wasn't expecting to get that many points and he got through. So he really helped out in this area and got us through here. And like, mm -hmm. there's so many ways you can think about teams yeah. to, in a positive light. Yeah. That's actually yeah. pretty fun. You could have scored more but yeah, points, George, but yeah, yeah, somebody would have not yeah. have scored as much. Right. Um, I got to play into a uh, Patari and it was a really fun game against Beast of Chaos. Again, that would be, I think, a scary list to play against. Kind of your standards, nine Bulldor, six Bulldor, um, but and, and with Bellator also. It would be scary if I didn't have Bellator because he gives me first because he drops me. And if he doubles, he would smash a ton of stuff. But because I have Bellator and he still did that, got the double. I can lock down the nine bull door or whatever. I also did a really good job, I think, in screening for that one and kind of I actually actually took down like five of his nine block of bull door on his first turn charging in. Um, and then four or five, something like that. Um, and then Bellator them when he took the double, 
And when he built, you know, after that, didn't really get enough in. And then from that turn two on, he was playing for points. Um, and and the advantage was hugely in my favor. Uh, he bellicored 20 of my, my bliss barbs, but then I have 30. I basically lifted the other, like finished off at one unit, that big unit of Bulldor and lifted the other one as well. Um, so th- it was, you know, largely like I was controlling the game from that point on. Uh, but early I had to bunker so hard because of Beast of Chaos ability to, you know, deep strike everything and, and, and kind of charge like that. Um, but it, uh, again, put me in a position where I was controlling the game from like a battlefield standpoint, but similar to Matthias, uh, I got twisted and I got turned uh, by that mission. Yeah. And what could have probably been at least like, uh, from, again, uh, at a guess, like a, a 17-3, 18-2, if it had have been like even based on, you know, how the early game went, um, it ended up being like what, a 12-8. Because I, his, when he had very few units, all my objectives were turning off and his two were on. So he was scoring two and more every turn. And then I was lucky if I scored hold one, one. and hold two. Yeah, I was, I was going to hold one every turn, I think. But like, it just usually wasn't to my favor. Um, and, and similar to these guys, like those points hurt so much, right? Not only did that hurt us in that, like that, like pairing that round of, of losing, as a team, because we were only, you know, whatever, well, yeah, a couple point difference that could have been the difference as well. Like Dayton said, that one game, those twists and turns could have been the difference between us coming in ninth instead. Um, so we all have uh, that, that to say, but we finished eighty. It was we lost eighty five seventy five. So it was like yeah, one quite of quite close. Yeah, uh, yeah. Effectively five point difference because every five points we score is five points away from them as well. So correct. Again, my game is a seventeen three. That's us literally tied at that point. Right. Uh, it, but that also taught us uh, from a Perry's perspective for when we got into those matchups again uh, to make sure to avoid putting our high scorers on those those missions. Yep. It's mm-hmm. Similar, like like Matias said. He still like he got twisted and turned as well, um, but mm-hmm. he's not expected to score more points. That and you know he's ha- we're happy with yep. him yeah. pulling six points away, so it was okay. Whereas it, it, there were definitely more points lost for for having us with Slanesh on that ma- mission as well. Yeah, Slanesh is supposed to be your big beater, um, yep. and then you got twisted and turned. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so. We were feeling a little better about ourselves, yeah. I think. Yeah, a little bit better. But but still hurting. We wanted yeah. to win. I, th- well, I think that, that one hurt, I think, for me more because we realistically, you know, things happen. That's, that's AOS, like there's teams events. We, you know, we didn't win and they they deserved the win, but we definitely had the win within reach. So yes. I think that would, that would hurt. It would have been a great bounce back after round one. Um, yes. So it hurt to drop a dead a little bit. Yes. And in the Pat East front, Pat East got paired into Gits again, and he once again lost to Gits. So he he was definitely the the worst morale out of all of us going into round three. Well, I think Gits was a matchup he expected to be really good on Correct. based on his experience. But yeah. again, because may, maybe who he's playing against or the missions they were playing on, whatever factors. Um, it was a mission or a matchup that he felt confident in. But like you said, we, I think he, we paired him into it a few times, but he just couldn't pull yep. it out in, in 
these situations. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah. So why don't we take a quick musical break and we will return. This is a terrible time to break. Why wouldn't you split it up half and half? Maybe I'm going to do two music breaks, Carl. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh Day one, day two, day three. You Mm want to tell me I'll run my podcast? Huh? (laughs) It's not my podcast. It's Spuds. But yeah, we'll be back. (laughs) I can get down. I can get lonely every time I think about the highs. Yeah. Mess me around. Now you keep calling, wondering if you can make it right. I told you it's the end for you and I. picking that awesome musical break nicole you are the best and that's why we love you because you're an amazing super producer and that one was a bop that one was called <laughs> no cap <laughs> yeah i saw that one coming from a mile away yeah. <laughs> oh. on a serious note that music was note, electric I hope, <laughs> I hope nicole is coming to lvo again this year right nicole Cass is going. I told her you were going without knowing if you're going. So you got to save my butt here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look at Dean's face. Dean's like, uh, okay, we'll, we'll figure it so, out. Not only a musical uh, break, but also a bombshell. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how she gets a lot of her info, actually. It's through podcasts. Record. <laughs> so, uh, but like, anyways, Cass is going. Um I know our friend Anya's going, and they're going to hang out. So, Warhammer ladies, well, your men's, if you're not playing Warhammer, well, your men's are, you can hang out with my wife. Warhammer widows, they're called. Yep. <laughs> legit. That, that's the term. It's the Warhammer widows. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, they usually have like a pub crawl and stuff like that. But that was run by Reese's sister, and she wasn't there the last couple of years. Huh. She had a kid and stuff, so. Well, that makes sense. With mm. Reese's best friend. Great story. <laughs> Legit. It's actually a pretty good story, but I won't tell it. Um, yeah. So anyways. Uh, yeah. So we went and partied that night. 
Uh, Did we party came... that night? I, I partied that night. Yeah. I feel like we Safe were like went to bed. Dayton partied most nights. Yeah, we partied. We partied. Yeah. No, Dayton didn't party the one night when we were out partying and Dayton was sleeping. I then came True. back out after that, though. You did. You did. <laughs> I only slept so, for I mean, two hours. I think this is a good break. The breakdown of rooms was me, James O'Brien, and Dayton. And then we had the family room with Matthias, Patties, <laughs> Jordan, and Oliver. Mm-hmm. And then with Simone a fucking was, bunk bed, me and Pat yeah, were brothers and two. Yeah, me and Pat were brothers and we're two dads. <laughs> and then Alex was with his significant other, and then Simone was with his family. That's it, right? I'm not missing anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. But yeah, so we partied. Things were getting good. I feel like we were really starting to kind of body up and and hang out and have more fun together. I feel yep. like that was that was we were starting to feel that really on the especially on the tournament floor, because it turns out when you're under the extreme amount of adversity, you start to rally with people that are on your side <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty sobering experience for day one. But we yeah. were like, okay, hey, this is it, day two, we're gonna we're gonna come back into it. Two <laughs> zero, uh, easy. Here it comes. Yeah, here we go. We're going to win every single game after this. And we got paired into Scotland. 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 And, Who uh, did a, yeah. Very interesting team. Yeah. Um, I got a matchup that I wanted. And I got paired into Zeech. And it, yeah. it's you so we figured out how to pair. Yeah. Exactly. Taking the learnings from day one and realizing Dayton uh, and, well, the, the list again struggles into some some of the aggro matchups so what what's corn really good at magic and shooting or yeah magic and shooting yeah and not really hurt me that much yeah every single um, time we had you in hand we could bully matchups they're like oh well corn's still in hand they could put it down here and make us take whatever is not corn um right. which is basically what we did we basically just used you as a as a bowling ball to pick the matchup even though we didn't have choice because right. you're so bad for them just this and that's where I think, uh, uh, saving <laughs> saving a couple of our lists like like slanesh again being good in those many of those matchups as well when we're holding those two as like two of our final four armies really allowed us to kind of force like we like carl said the, those matchups in into corn that we really wanted yeah right um it also and meant just, throwing James under the bus. I was going to say, on that note, because mm-hmm. of, I, I'd say, like, I think we'd all agree, like, in hindsight, a less than ideal team composition, it meant mm-hmm. some of the armies we were then using as blockers weren't designed to be blockers. Yep. Um, and, like, James Lumineth, if he's in a bad matchup, it's hard for him to score straight for points. Right. Yep. But, like, an amazing team that we were, we rallied and sucked it up and took our positions and got as many points as we possibly could. Uh, but it was also mm-hmm. funny because I got a matchup that I finally wanted and everyone was like, you better get fucking 20 I'm like, oh. Oh, <laughs> please don't. That's right. <laughs> uh, but 20 pinks and I wasn't able to get my ward canceling Bloodmaster in because he spread me out and it took me too long to chew through those 20 pinks and he got five points off of me. And that's that's not twenty. 
Oh, not the twenty zero I wanted, but he was great. It was a super fun game. Um, yeah, there was a few few dice moments that he thought like he should have killed one Bloodmaster, and it just no. But then also I went in with my mm-hmm. Bloodmaster and the throne, and I killed one of the ten Zangers. Zangers attack. Because I had the icon near him too, so he wouldn't be able to inspire and presence him. So I just need to kill enough of them to to spite them out. And uh, I killed one. That's not how dice go, but dice can go. But uh, Matthias, what was your matchup? I played the amazing Stu West from the. That's a good name. The Uh, East vs. West? Yeah, that was. Yeah, online (laughs) channel. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we should have had Vettis. That would have been so much better. Well, no, they did. They took a photo. There was a photo. Yeah, yeah. there was a photo of them oh, with their yeah, jerseys nice. backwards. It was East and West. It was great. Yeah. Uh, he was stuck <laughs> with me, though, having a bad time playing Nurgle. Or a great time playing Nurgle. Um, he gave me a bunch of his little channel dice, so you can check out Wargamer Online. If you, I believe is a channel name. I hope that's right. No, um, it's not. It's not? Oh, good. No. <laughs> I don't remember it, then. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening right now. Um, Northern Invasion, I believe. Northern Invasion. Oh, that's I can listen to Northern Invasion. That's fine, okay. Yeah, Northern Invasion, that's the one. Thank you, Jordan. I'll remember the games, but I won't remember people. Matthias <laughs> is a robot. Yeah. It's all ones and zeros. This person right. chewed their nails aggressively, but I don't want to actually remember their face. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a bit. Uh, I I can't I can't make eye contact. I'm so introverted. I'm afraid of making eye contact with people. <sighs> but yeah, he had sixty Volkite Berserkers, two Auric Flame Keepers, ten Hearthguard Berserkers. So it's a Flame Keeper list. It does its thing. Yeah, that's pretty All much everyone was taking bits. a Flame Keeper list when it was. Yeah, except for like Mr. Air. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. Um, we were on ours for the taking, I believe is the one, where it's bonus points for holding your opponent's home objective, bonus points if you have a GC in the middle point, and you can start 11 inches apart. Um, I basically set up to take the opponent's home and the middle point, as you should, and he stuck 20... Uh, Volkite Berserkers underground with the deep striking hero, and then set up the rest at ready to face down the mid zone of all my bugs and everything. I just didn't put anybody on his home. I just plopped some Nurglings there, and they sat there all game, just full scoring everything. <laughs> and he couldn't afford to put any resources on the Nurglings, so I just sat there and were happy. Uh, my Furies were holding my home objective, and my real misplay I made there was I started them touching the point, which when I gave him turn one meant that he could do the fire slayer. Get more points. If you have less objectives than your opponent, hold more objectives at the end. Yeah, Yeah, I could have just started not touching it because he had no other tactics he could have done other than maybe like a desecrate, but he had to deep strike his guys in the middle of nowhere to do something like that. Compromised. So interesting. That was just one misplay where I gave him two points for a tactic. Um, but he took the turn, walked up. I took my turns, moved up, 
just had a big old scrum in the middle. I chew through the fire slayers at a decent rate, but he charges up his abilities so much and he can just stack damage on whatever unit he wants to send in that it gets a little dicey because he just picks up my bug units no problem. Uh, his rune father had the artifact for an extra rend and damage, and he just full send finest hour sent him straight into orgots demon spew. I finest hour orgots uh, with all the all out attacks and all out defenses. He has like three attacks through. He's popped his runes for extra damage on like sixes mortals or something and. I have like a three or four up armor save and I fail all of them. He does four damage at a time. Orgots lives on like two wounds. And I'm like, that's not supposed to happen. And then the next turn rolls over and he strikes at the opening and pops Orgots. <laughs> and so from that point, I'm on the back foot trying to score as best as I can. And it was going great. But right at the end, I he freed up all of the combat so that he could start putting his flame keepers and heroes to try and deal with those nurglings on his home objective. And so seeing that coming ahead, I run my nurglings to just get in the way and block it. Now, if they just sat there, he can't get to the point. His stubby little legs can't get him far enough. But I wanted to push it further, and they were also blocking that point, but there's a massive terrain piece partway to the home objective that I had to choose as my battle grand strategy to hold it at the end of the game. And so what I wanted to do was come in and kill one or two heroes and score my grand strat keeping the Nurglings alive. Because I know Nurgling can take hits and will bonk heroes pretty well. But what I ended up doing was I ended up pulling in both of the Flame Keepers so that they wouldn't get to do whatever they wanted to do on his turn. And that was a big mistake, because there are four attacks each at Rend 1 damage 2, and he two, yeah. screwed up my Nurglings fast enough that only one was left, so the little hero struck at the opening to pile in three inches, and then retreated out and was able to touch my home objective, and I didn't get the Grand Strat. So I should have just not touched the uh, Flame Keepers. I should have just charged the other Rune Smiter hero, because he wasn't doing damage. I just didn't know the Flame Keeper combat was good enough, and... That lost me a good chunk of points, which ended up getting a 14-6 loss again. Another one of those. So, ultimately, it's a loss, but it's six points at least. But, yeah, if I didn't make the turn one misplay and that misplay going in, I think I could have won it 12-8. Uh, to eight. So, you know, just some misplays, but that's like we're saying, it's a 5-0 game. Those teeny little misplays, like starting on a point and pulling in a hero when you shouldn't, is what can cost you the game, and indeed it did. Yeah, especially but, against uh, this this level of talent. <clears throat> yeah, Again, absolutely. I like making this reference. Like It's one of those things like when you tweak in your head, you're like, I, I think I played that wrong. Hopefully they don't pick up on it. They pick yeah. up on it. Like yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. It was a great game. It was back and forth. When he was losing, he was great about it. When he was winning, he was also humble and great about it. He's just just a great guy to play against. Yeah, that's fun. Turns out really good players yeah. are also really nice players. Yeah. Yep. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, you, you only last so long if you're good right if you're nice i yeah i don't think you're gonna make a team very well if you're a dick yep 
I think being nice yeah. is actually like a big. Well, we brought you, Dayton. Hey, oh, my opponents love me, just not my team. Um, <laughs> Carl, how'd you do? Uh, I ended up. I this was actually during lunchtime. Was a lot of when our strategy kind of formulated, changed, and kind of solidified. Um, and I had wanted the KO player. This specific KO player in this specific battle plan because it's quite, quite short. And um, if he left me gaps, I, I was able to potentially surround his frigate and his ironclad, or sorry, his ironclad, um, and blow it up and, and win the game and 20-0 him. So so I asked for it. Um, but what I didn't anticipate um, from like a theoretical standpoint was there was going to be a massive piece of terrain. Like I'm I'm talking like. It's probably 11 inches long. <laughs> like it was like w almost one table, like half a table quarter. And it was just blocking one side of his deployment zone. Um, and it was the same mirrored on my end. And so what it meant was he had enough units to screen out the soft middle of his army. Um, I had drop count. And so I ended up, I, I was set up to go first, but because of, of, how the train looked i ended up giving him first came in and shot a whole bunch of squigs and you know freaking stabas and stuff and during my turn i brought back every single one he killed so i was like okay yes. i'm in a good position uh now he's mm -hmm. sort of kind of close because thunders have to shoot 12 and 18 so with the run and charge from squigs i can i can reach out and touch him i set up 136 uh, squig herd unit facing down 10 thunders and a frigate and a one uh 36 man squig herd facing down the 15 thunders who had come out of the bridge had to make a three inch charge to get into the 10 thunders in the frigate and had to make a five inch charge to get into the um thunders in the uh soul screen bridge and i ended up failing both so i double one on the three inch and then i double two to get into the five inch and so i was like staring at 25 thunders and just failed my battle tactic too <laughs> so the only time you yeah, hear people you reference worse. reference actual charge distances is when they fail them <laughs> yeah so here i am mm -hmm. 72 squig herd just looking menacingly at my opponent and i was like if i win the double i still have it if i don't win the double he's just gonna shoot every single one of these guys off the board and i ended up winning the double so i was like okay i'm in a good position um <laughs> I, I i try to charge again and i fail again and my squigs Sweet. are just staring at his dudes I, I make i make the three inch charge the the guys in the bridge i wasn't able to i wasn't able to make the three inch charge to touch them um but what it meant was basically um i would go in i he, the 15 Thunders had output to significantly reduce the number of squigs I had, so my squigs would go in, eat the Unleash Hell, attack him. I would kill like 10, 9, 10 Thunders. He would retreat them, rally on a 4-up, get back to like 6 or 7. I would go in, I would attack the, the Thunders. I would leave 2 or 3 of them alive, then he would rally. And it kind of just became this turn counter, and I ended up killing everything by turn four um but because he i killed him at turn four instead of turn 
one and two, which I had planned on, it meant that he was able to scrap points. And we played um, position over power. So there's the two side objectives and the two home objectives. And because of how maneuverable KO is, he was able to plant a, a GC on the side objective and get the bonus points racking up quite early uh, from round one. And so I ended up losing by three points, which was, I believe, a 12 or 13 7. Um, and that one single GC touching the side point accounted for three of those points. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in, in my testing with the list, this is again like a, a unique thing um, with teams is you can't double up, double up command traits and you can't double up uh, war scrolls. I was running the optimal version of my list was running um, one of my squig bosses having tunnel master so he can keep up with the squigs and buff them constantly. I gave up tunnel master to another member of the team and so I had fueled by Gurish Rage, but it meant that I always I almost had no options for turn one battle tactic and I had no option to get on the really far points like on position of power with my GCs to get those bonus points to, to, to make it a closer game. Um, barring kind of like the craziness with the charges. Right. Um, but Phil was, was a, was a good, uh, was a good sport. Uh, he was, I think if I'm not mistaken, part of the Aethercast podcast at one point oh, really? in the, in the oh, past. Okay. So KO guy, KO podcast. So I knew he was going to be a good player. Uh, yeah, who, he, knew, who knew he could just have a podcast on just one faction? One <laughs> army, yeah. Yeah, and you would be good at it. Um, so I ended up losing when I thought I was going to win. But in the in the other um, side of the coin, we I, I was able to take out KO, which is kind of a problem uh, in the pairings quite early. I think he, we took him out first. Um, and so I opened up some hopefully better matchups later on. Ba-boom. And then our big puncher, our big dick kicker, our old ass grabber, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so similar to like other matchups, um, though, though this, this was shooting, I played Andy and he had Skaven with nine Stormfiends, Thankful, kind of the, the typical Stormfiend build. Um, and obviously shooting storm fiends i knew it was gonna be devastating i knew to screen out the short range stuff from his teleporting and holes and deep striking um but i couldn't do anything about the long range stuff so he gave me first i castled again stayed conservative didn't try to go forward at all didn't didn't range of shooting anything at all my turn one um he uh you know then deep struck everything unloaded into me turn one probably took out close to half of my bliss bar archers um, with the storm fiends and the other shooting, which is a lot, and um, that hurt. Thankful kind of went in, hit me from the other side uh, into like the the slick blades and the bliss barbs, and did some damage. But like, he's not lifting whole units, and because I I had screened out, so like screened out well enough that he could he had he didn't have any targets into the bliss barbs, or which would be units that he would just rinse. Um, again, like beast of chaos. Uh, the previous matchup, I lost priority. Uh, Andy took the double, but Bellator is just such a good defensive piece. At that point, um, the Thankful was tied up in combat, and, and like he tried to eliminate that what he was tagged with, so he could go then shoot other stuff. But again, 
lots of wounds in the bliss barbs and slick blades, so he wasn't able to. I rolled the three up in shooting with the storm fiends, who had I not done that, he might have taken out another chunk of bliss barbs and made it. Um, I don't think he would have been. Uh, it would have meant I lost if I had failed that, but it would probably be a, a closer differential. Uh, but having rolled it with Bellator, the Storm Fiends there then got stuck. And you, you in, in lists like that, armies like that, you really like your glass hammers, right? Or sorry, yeah, glass cannons, like you need to get your output doing work. Um, otherwise, because you're not fragile, like, and, and if you leave stuff alive and they get hit back, you're going to die. Armies are kind of similar in that, but again, Bellator being a huge defensive piece um, really was critical in that matchup. Um, then also like the triple rallies, bringing, you know, not, and the triple inspiring presence meant I didn't, wasn't losing guys to battle shock that first turn because he spread shots out between my three units. Um, but then I'm triple rallying them all. And the, the output that I have back is just kind of devastating. Um, uh, two MVP moments, or I guess the, the main MVP moment was um, the uh, contorted epitome with the strength of Godhood command trait, getting plus one to brand and damage. Um, went in and, and fought uh, Thankful and brought him pretty close to, to low, or maybe he had like five wounds left or something, which is effectively 10 because of the, the ward save. Um, and I lost Pryo into three, but strike at the opening. Um, Oh, Working in my favor this time uh, meant the contorted pin me actually killed Thankful in combat uh, at the start of his turn before he got to do any spell casting or anything, uh, which is pretty devastating. You know what's fun about and, strike at the opening when you do that? it with a guy that strikes first, because then it puts him back to normal <laughs> right. activation. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and then um, the other thing with that. Um, is the contorted epitome has to issue commands to be able to like get the plus one random damage. But yep. because of sequencing, I would issue the rally, get the plus one to random damage, and then do strike at the opening. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a cheeky little thing. That yeah, because that's the only the command epitome. you could do to yep. get it, right? So, yep. so yeah, you yep. won. And yeah, from there, that was um, basically because of that, by the time it came, came to my turn three, like, his turn three, his his storm fiends were like, tied up with with Bellator. So even though they got to kind of do their output again on turn three, um, Bellator survived with one, I think one wound um, through his like shooting combat wasn't much because I tagged him right on the end of just the gun guys, so he wasn't doing much in combat. But Thankful was dead. My turn three just cleaned up the storm fiends, and it was a a good win for the team. Yeah, it was actually one of our. Like we didn't score as much. We lost that one uh, 88 to 72. That round. Yes. That yeah. Very close, yeah. but that one hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it felt so strange because of, well, obviously Denmark, we kind of, you know, lost, lost big, but the other two ones that we lost against Scotland and Finland, we we're at the cusp, the cusp of winning. And right. wins were start, within reach. Yeah. Yeah, it was starting to feel quite frustrating from my standpoint. I wasn't performing as well as I thought. You know, again, Tana, I, I had a good matchup. Battle plan kind of wasn't great. And then against Phil, I had a good, what I thought was a good matchup. But, you know, luck wasn't 
on my side at certain points of the game, which meant that um, I didn't scrape as many points as, as I wanted. And I don't know, I felt personally responsible for for some of... I, I know it's it's not the case because, you know, obviously there's eight games that's happening, but I just felt like I was letting the team down at that point. So I was quite, quite mad going into round uh, round four. I was uh, I was drinking and playing against really fun people, and I was having a good time. <laughs> I was having a good time too. It was just like at the end of the games, I would just look over. I'm like, dang, I should have, I should have scored two, three point points here, or you know, I shouldn't have lost that. Like, what happened? Um, yeah. And it was I mean, like everyone has was, their own emotional states during games, right? Yeah, and it was also like, you know, like Simone, our coach, would like walk by and he would look. He'd be like, oh, it's actually going quite well because you can't have a conversation unless you you call right. a timeout with your coach. Um, based on board state, it was always like both my units of 72 squig herd were close to full every single time he would walk by and my opponent would have almost nothing on the board, but I was still losing. So it kind of felt strange. It wasn't like I was getting tabled or anything um, and then losing that way. It was just wasn't able to scrape the points early mm-hmm. enough to push to advantage. Deny scoring and all that. Exactly, exactly. See, my conversation with Simone in the first two games were really easy. I'm not doing good, small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we lost that one. So that one, it, it did. I, I felt oh, like stop. we were, like from a personal note, I thought we were going to get in there. And this was the one that we were going to start to rally on. Uh, but we didn't get it. And they were great. It was a fantastic matchup. Um, JP, their captain, he was awesome. Uh, he's now stepped down. He's not the captain of Scotland for next next year. So they were using but, uh, AI to do their pairings, which was was kind of interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's bot. Huh. No. Became pairing bot. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, with that, we went for lunch and we got paired into the Aussies. Yeah, which wait, 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 I wait. was like, yeah. why we're zero and three? Why are we playing the Aussies? Right, because the Aussies were. Five. One of the yeah, they're one of the more favored. Yeah, five pairings above us at that point. Yeah, because that was a high. We paired very high, (laughs) and that's also because we scored effectively as much as like close to armies or teams that one. Yeah, yeah, were could have been two and one though we were zero and three. But the teams in between us were Finland and Switzerland Mm -hmm. or Scotland. Yeah, Yeah. so we couldn't play them again. So then it it bumped us. It kicked us way up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were like, okay, time to put on our big boy pants again. <laughs> like we've we've already gotten our ass kicked like worse than anyone other team could. So it's not like we're gonna go down. Um, and there's a lot of really was, good people in Aussies. So I think it was also at this point where I was like, actually, we're not. I was like, I'm I'm mad that we're we haven't won a match. But at the same time, I think this was the the point that England got smashed by Denmark as well. I think it was around right. three. And they scored the same amount of points as us. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, so if they scored the same amount of points as us, we might be pretty good. And then well, the ball just needs to fucking, the shoe needs yeah. to drop or and, whatever. The... And because we had scored really well in those, well, like four loss really well yeah. in rounds two and three, we were, we were still in the mix. Yep, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I got a pairing. That was very, very fabled for me, which was kind of interesting. Uh, not to like slander Aussies because they're an awesome team and really super fun to play against. But 
he, they thought he was going to win and it was going to be like, it was like, it was a yellow. Like they expected to get, uh, Dave Kerr was expecting to get like 11 points off of me, which I thought was really funny after I saw the board, <laughs> but, uh, super fun matchup. And he what got three he points. He was playing Lumineth and Sentinels. Yep, against Corn. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's playing the Sentinel Castle, and the only reason he got three points against me is because the terrain was super heavy. And he was able to kind of like pinch point me in a few spots. Yeah, yeah. shuck and jive. And uh, yeah, I got to show him what Corn really does with some really cheeky uh, pylons, out of sequence activations and picking screens to get to what I really wanted and pull in what I wanted. And he was, he was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was trying to do his best, but you could tell he was getting pretty annoyed with the matchup. Um, but with that, James had got paired into Sam Morgan with... as what we thought was going to be a loss. Cause he was paired against like a shit ton of zombies. So he was just going to eat it. So that was his first words. Like, cause we were paired right beside each other. And he was just like, I'm taking this loss so you can get 20. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. See, but, but he had horror gassed. Yeah. That's the thing. And that did a huge amount of work. Yep. Yes. Yes. And it was fun. I got to watch That's his why game. We, wait, so why we put him into away. that? Yeah. Cause yeah. it, like horror gas just kind of changes the face of like those Horns. matchups where, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he sure. doesn't have the the damage output to deal with the that wound density, that amount of wounds. But when you're just battle shocking, it's like every one is to two doubles your damage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Actually, I will say the one one I didn't mention this last time, but the one memorable moment from mine was like we're all like really good players, like we know the state of the game and what needs to be done to get points. And he was at the end, and he had techless. All he had was techless left, and his a. Uh, battle tactic was to kill a unit with his general because he had techless was his general and it was one blood master so he he had to cast spells to try to kill it which he Hmm. got a couple through so it had like four wounds left and he was tied in combat so he couldn't shoot him and I had blood tithe I had like three blood tithe left and so he had to teleport to then get a chance to charge and finish him off. <laughs> and so he did this thing, like he was casting his spells, doing his thing. And then he's just like, he didn't look at me in the eyes. He kind of looked down at the table and to the side and he's like, and I'll teleport. And I didn't even say anything. I just grabbed my, my, my blood dice and I just <laughs> took two off. <laughs> and then he was just like, and then it was just a handshake. <laughs> you know, he was like, maybe you won't catch it. No, <laughs> like yeah, he's trying really to kind of, <laughs> can to make it seem not yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. try to do whatever gonna, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It was <laughs> super funny though. <laughs> but yeah, Matthias, how oh, was your man. matchup? I got Scott Wyatt and his disciples of Zinch. Not just normal disciples of Zinch. This is an amazing converted army of Squig Zinch, where everything's oh, a giant. Yeah. Like he's got the Manglers as his Lords of Change with these big wings and everything. And, Colossal squig is a cron spine. All these teeny little squigs is pinks and everything. It was amazing. Oh, what an amazing army. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's a cron spine zinch list. So it's got one unit of horrors and chiric acolytes. Um, the cron spine bonded to a magister for the usual combo, double thaumaturge. Um, then the thing that I thought was interesting was a normal Lord of Change instead of uh, Kairos Fate Weaver. Yeah. 
just so that he could, I imagine, just so he could give the Demon Spark command trait, because that's a demon-based one, for the first three free summoning points. Um, but uh, we were playing, what were we playing? In the presence of idols, that's right. So we did idols, and we picked them and whatever. Uh, it's, I mean, you know what that Zinch list is going to do. It's going to set up Cronspine on the line, it's going to make him go wild, and it's going to eat a sigil or a spell portal or something, and then it's going to be level 3, and it's going to be in your line. So mm -hmm. I set up as best as I generally could. I tried to not get it so that my Megath Lords would be stuck in combat right away. He'd just be fighting flies. Um, my Lord of Afflictions, my general, with the overpowering stench and everything, he was a little too close to the front, and he did end up getting pulled in. So I gave him first turn because I outdropped him. I was really considering not, but I decided to give it to him. So he does the whole deal, makes him go wild, puts out the sigil, eats the sigil and everything, sends him in. Uh, I did unbind the mystic shield that he was going to put on the Cronspine, which is very important, as it turns out. Because he goes into my line, pulls in two units of bugs, and the Lord of Afflictions. Or actually, it was just one unit of bugs in the Lord of Afflictions, somehow. Um, he goes in, does tries to do a bunch of damage, but ends up whiffing a bit, and I think he picks up, like, one fly as he split his attacks and went into the my Lord of Afflictions, who just, like, took one or two damage because he just saved really well. Uh, and then my Lord of Afflictions, in response, just went, bet. And just, who normally he does no damage, but he got three attacks through. He failed all three armor saves at rent one. Um, and he does D3 damage with his scythe, and I just roll a 5-5-6 five, five, or something, and just did 9 damage out of nowhere. Pair that with some disease, which happens before he gets to roll his Cronspine value, and he immediately D-leveled the turn he went in. Which means now he's level 2, we're going into my turn. If I double, I can just eat the Cronspine entirely. So, that's basically the game plan. <laughs> I, my Megath Lords go upwards on the map because they don't want to deal with the Cronspine, so they're slowly working their way around. My flies and furies and everything else are just kind of spreading out and moving around because the Cronspine's just dead center of my field. I throw in another unit of bugs, put the... Um, what's his name? The Bile Piper off to do cunning maneuvers, so he's not quite supporting the Cronspine fight. But... Between six, five or six bugs and the Lord of Afflictions, he popped Finest Hour at this point. They all come in, they do enough damage, he de-levels again. Cronspine at this point puts everything he has into my Lord of Afflictions and does like two damage again because my Lord of Afflictions is just giga-tanking so all of this output. And normally he does way less than that. <laughs> normally he fails his four awards, but today he decided not today. He's getting all his value. Um... We go to roll off, and I win it again, or for the first time. And so that means I double, and I'm able to eat the Cronspine and finish it off with just whatever I have in combat, maybe throw some extra shooting to guarantee it. Uh, but I did a neat little trick that I'm proud of, where I set up all my six flies on the edge. Basically, the Cronspine was touching my deployment, but all my flies were touching the back side of the Cronspine. And because there's 60 mil bases, basically what I was doing is I was trying to put as much 
crap in the way of the Cronspine and his Lord of Chain, which was his closest mage, so that he couldn't set up the sigil or whatever the cogs or whatever he wanted to cast to be within three of the Cronspine, which meant that he couldn't feed mm. the Cronspine and level it yeah. up again. It's stuck in combat. So even if he won the roll off, I'm going to eat the Cronspine anyways. But because I won the roll off, it meant that Bloab and Orgots were you know, making their way around. Bloab was able to move up, make a big boy 11-inch charge, and just skid alongside the pinks and just walk on over with a pilot to the Lord of Change and just smack him really hard. Was, was that a and subtle dig at Carl? 15 out of 14. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because you said only people only say their charge ranges when it's bad. And I'm like, over here getting 11s and like, oh. I can and, go and, fight a lot of change general now. Don't right. mind if I do. And the big boy choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm, I am the big boy here. <laughs> I make the bigger charges. So I barely don't kill the Lord of Change, but at that point, he's so wounded and his movement is so low that when he retreated out of Bloab, he was still within seven of them. And he has this mechanic where at the start of the enemy shooting in every combat, on a four up, he does a mortal. So I just pinked the last mortal wound on him because he couldn't get out and popped his general. And then there was one other thing at the bottom of the terrain with one of the objectives. The He summoned the Lord of Change there. He had his Thaumaturge there. I charged in some flies to take things up. And he ate two of my flies. And I'm like, oh, I'm losing flies too fast on this flank. But then I roll a one on Battleshock, add a guy back. At some point, they get nice. out of combat, so I rally, roll a six, add another guy back, and I'm like, oh, never mind, we're fine here now. <laughs> just healed my way back, and he did his best to claws points. Zinch is good for getting points with the Grand Strat and Battle Tactics, Bad and tactics, at the yeah. end of the day, it was 17-3 victory for me. So he did his damnedest, but that turn one, where I just spiked the damage, really set everything in motion for me to just dominate the game at that point yeah dave kerr did that actually he put a big unit of 20 sentinels into the blood crushers and killed two of them and then i rolled the one on battle shock and brought no one back <laughs> he was just like fuck <laughs> yep they're right there so don't want them in so your face annoying. and there and they are now they're also closer Ugh. yeah <laughs> right this massive ass base is now gonna go in the front yeah mm -hmm. that yeah that that demon ability on high wound models is so yeah, insane yeah awesome insane but yeah you did well way to go matt and swear to yeah, god if you spend you more time matt? on yeah <laughs> matthias it's weird maddie man yeah mad <laughs> but if you take that long to explain your matches again you're off no <laughs> <laughs> there's too many cool things happening i, had I know to we're, we're like a half hour hour and a half in <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, Carl, how'd you do? Uh, I Did played Stuart Iron Gutsman McCowan. Yeah, the guy Ooh. with the less, the least better or least, least good blaze corn. Blaze of corn My, list. Yeah, mine's better. Um, <laughs> I would tend to agree. The thing about his list is he had so many units, uh, minimum size here and there. Uh, yeah, and we were playing um, Jaws of Galette. And his list is actually uniquely designed to lock up my list. So what he kept doing was auto-running six, like five 
or 10 blood reavers screening out the front of my unit and then on my turn it would murder lost the men and so i would kill them but i didn't get anywhere on the board um and so it just kept happening over and over and there was big pieces of terrain which meant he can funnel me into certain um directions that he wanted uh the big pivotal moment though is there was a huge garrisonable piece of terrain in my deployment zone or like kind of sort of outside of my deployment zone i put green crack inside and Stuart, being you know a good player uh, and played gets he tried to pull my squig herd outside of three of green crack which meant right. he he would be they would not be able to fight uh, on death, and then he had ten skull reapers, which have the output to significantly dent uh, the squig herd. But because of where my other unit of stabas was, it kind of acted as a backstop, and meant that the, the the herders actually collided with them, and they were still within three, um, which meant he couldn't engage me. Um, so we kind of just danced around and the very end of the game there was a moment where i needed to basically retreat um, my squig herd onto a um onto a terrain piece to do desecrate and which would have meant that one by one um stewart was aware of this so he uh murder lost units or models <laughs> tightly packed into the into the terrain piece um I was able to add three to my movement from a squig boss, and then I needed to roll a three up to get enough models to get the desecrate and win by one. I ended up rolling a two, which meant that I didn't have we I, we tied on the on the terrain yep. piece, and I lost by one. Um, so it was another one of those matchups where I felt comfortable going into it based on what the list looked like. But because of how the train played and the battle plan played, with it being five objectives, meant that he could, you know, just tag two constantly. If it was three objectives, um, again, looking at the battlefield at the end, I had maybe like sixty squig herd left of my seventy-two, um, and he had almost nothing left. He had all his heroes packed closely on the terrain piece for desecrate, and that that was all he had left. So from a board's Board state point of view, I was winning quite handily, um, but because of the mission and the train, I ended up losing by one. So it was a 11-9. So wasn't uh, quite happy with myself there again. It's okay, Carl. It's okay. I mean, I was having loads of fun. I, I think I had like four <laughs> beers during that game. <laughs> well, the so. picture says otherwise, where you're staring intently, oh, yeah. slamming a beer. <laughs> yeah, you're slamming beer in the background. I was like, <laughs> I was like, where am I gonna get points? And then Jordan had the end of the table, like two down for yep. me, or right beside me, actually. I think. Were you right beside no. me? No, I had all of no. beside me. Yes, yeah, we were beside. No, yeah, we because were beside. it was James yeah. beside me, and then you, and then yeah, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I was playing Joel and his Gloom Spike Gits, which is a matchup I feel okay about, depending on... There's a couple big things that can swing it, like can I get Bellator to stomp it or to smash his terrain piece? Does he roll those four-ups beforehand? Can I, you know, get big battle shocks or whatnot? That kind of thing. There's a lot of... It can be swingy, but I feel okay in that matchup. Um, 
but in this case, I really wasn't comfortable because we were playing on um, uh, Realmstone Cache. Mm -hmm. So playing against Gits, the mission, you know, when I have an army that isn't like an aggressive combat army, I don't want to be playing on a single objective. Um, typically my army, and especially my play style, is to like give away turn, put you in a bad spot, capitalize on a bunch of shooting, you know, keep the store even in the early turn one, turn two, but be able to like devastate you and then walk onto the objectives afterwards. But Realmstone Cash, if I give him first, and I actually called a timeout after deployment, I deployed kind of balanced. So it's like I had screens, my bliss barbs weren't right on the line, but they were right behind my screens. So I wasn't in optimal position to take the turn, but I was still in a position where I could like if I took the turn, be effective in shooting. So I, again, I called my timeout, uh, talked to Simone, and he he um, he encouraged me to take first in kind of the plan that we thought was, was for, it was better for me to take first when we were talking, which again, I think was right for that situation, but is, is a riskier call and riskier play. Um, if things go my way, it's an earlier win and more points, but I guess that I, there's more of an opportunity for things to go against me. Um, and in that one, I think like with, again, being aggro, devastating his hoppers turn one, um, he managed to like just get enough models on to take the objective back turn one, mm. which I was hoping to deny him. It was like, it was like one model difference. Um, or, or you know, I cut like, a small like two or three at most um so very close to from denying him those points and then he won priority and and took it um which was good from the bellator standpoint but it meant he stored again which is like okay if i win prior i'm at least denying i was hoping to die two turns of scoring the objective but he ended up getting it so yeah that's, before the explosion yeah. yeah so so the four points um really hurt because again with taking first, I, I'm not playing conservatively and, and waiting, you know, and devastating him on the table and then walking onto the objectives. I'm fighting and strapping, and that's not really the position that I want to be in, especially against, you know, an army like Gitz that's going to win the attrition battle. Um, so it was it was about even in those first two two rounds, um, and then the objective split, and both of them. It was basically the worst case scenario. If it lands, because of where the train was positioned, if it lands center, there's two massive train pieces and it's on the far side for me. Uh, where if it goes angle either way, I'm for sure holding one for the rest of the game and I you know, kind of can, at worst, kind of retreat and keep it even in storing. But um, the way it worked is I, I was able to tag one of the objectives turn three and then he was basically able to store two every turn from there um, mm. because it was just like the, the placement of the train um, and the units kind of that I had in the position, you know, be, having to be so aggro in the center, just put me in a position where I couldn't store well those last couple rounds and rounds four or five, it was like, you know, the attrition was just kind of battle was hugely in the dit's favor and insurmountable for me. Um, so it turned into just kind of scraping for points. And again, had I denied those four points earlier, like I think it was still like at a guess, I think it was 14 six or maybe it was 16 four, somewhere in that range. Um, 
but like you know those four points that I you know with um very easily could have denied those four points in that round one, round two, and even a battle tactic, um, you know, because of it really could have been a lot closer, but yeah. Another game I'd like to, you always think of your losses the most, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly that. But, but realistically, it would have been a huge uh, deficit to give away turn one but that would have been more comfortable for, for kind of my play style. Um, but it's a, it's a toss up whether it would have paid off in the end or not. So, so I can't say that it would have been any better kind of playing that way. Uh, but there are little things, always little things that you could do differently and whatnot. So. But saying that like yeah. Simone, was an awesome. He was, he was a good rally piece for oh, the team. hundred percent. Always so and, even. And it, yeah. It was it was a great sounding board and and I again talking to him really kind of was, was super helpful and that's why I started doing that a couple ter- games of like actually calling my time timeouts when I make that first priority decision because it can be so pivotal so it's it's nice to have a sounding board and he has great insights yeah. um so yeah that was a a good one but just kind of really a couple small things didn't go my way and, and in a, in an even matchup that can be swingy, you know, that obviously makes a big difference in the final couple turns. It's mm-hmm. all the small things. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we won. We fucking won. We did. We did. And yeah. that's, I, I was like, it hurt to get the loss. Yeah, Commonwealth. I, I was like, so happy. I'm like, I I'll lose every game. If we win as a team happily. Right. And the thing yeah, was, we, like, nobody expected us at that point in the tournament to beat the Aussies. Like, right. people no, were coming up to us, like, yeah, Dan. Yeah, fucking Dan. Fucking unsupervised Dan. <laughs> what a traitor to his country. I did, did I tell you, too, when I was walking by, like, when we won? And the Danes were all sitting there after their match because they played the French, I think, at that time? I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I walked by, and they were just like, did you win? I was like, yeah, we won. They're like, yay. And I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. I know. Well, come on. <laughs> we deserve many wins, oh, bastards. <laughs> but yeah, so that was big. And then we went and partied. We had a good time. No, we went to KFC with the Aussies after that. Yes. That's right. <laughs> the and worst run KFC in the world. Yeah. We got super disappointed <laughs> by KFC. There was all automated like um, ordering machines. Yeah, but they were all out of paper except for one. So thirty but nobody people knew their number. Order yeah. from one, and they didn't. They didn't bother Jeez. to like actually care enough oh. to change the paper because I'm sure this the like staff and everyone was overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. So they're like, we're fine with this pace of orders. Yeah. The only best part, or the best part about the whole KFC experience is when Pat was hidden somewhere and he just yelled the beavers up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all yell at the moose down. Even the Aussies. I think we I think we had a lot of people on that cook chant there by the end of it. Yeah. It's probably the, the most loved chant in the world. Sure. Yeah. What do you what are you guys saying? <laughs> like people would just come up to me. They're like, what do you mean moose right. down? <laughs> no, you know moose kill more people than beavers per year. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's right. Moose uh, down. but yeah. So we partied. It was great. 
And then we got our pairings in the middle of the night, which is cool because it gives you a chance to kind of set things in motion. Um, yeah. Yep. For, for and, day I was, three. and I was in the bar day drinking three. afterwards with the Irish and one of them decided to puke. And that was cool. <laughs> we had to play Ireland. It was an experience. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was super looking forward to this matchup because I really wanted to play Ireland because they're a bunch of swell dudes. But uh, yeah, uh, I won my game. It was super fun. Got paired in against Zeech. <laughs> but it was like a different Zeech. It was very melee Zeech, and he was smart. So all the summoners he was summoning all had melee loadouts to try to do mm-hmm. more work against me. So yeah, like he, he made some good plays. And like I told him, the mistakes that he made were like just trying to cast spells against me. Yeah. You can choose no it's, target. Yeah. yeah. Just it just wasn't worth it. And I was like, save it all up, wait until the last round when you really need spells to do damage, and that's when you bust it on me. Because yeah. this way I knew that you were trying to use that as your output and I was just able to get to a three up spell ignore by yeah. turn three. So that's yeah, you had an insane amount of spell and ignore. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I was like, that's a fun matchup. I was beside you. I was like, "What's your spell ignore now?" It's like <laughs> it's three. I was like, "What?" Yeah. On a pad tie on turn three. I had tons of pad tie. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the other thing too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. The what was it? The table behind the team behind uh, the us. The Spanish, yeah. The, the Spanish. Spanish kept yelling blood tithe, but it sounded like pad tie. <laughs> pad tie, yeah. <laughs> so then we started always yelling pad tie. <laughs> it was great. That was fun. I kept saying uh, my tie, my tie, yeah. But then Matias, who did you get matched up against? I got Richard Flood and his Slanash. So I don't know what the captains and uh, Simone's plan was with me going into Slanesh. I assume it was probably like not bad. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to do into Slanesh. I played Jordan once and that was my experience and I feel like I can keep it neutral, lose small or win small. Just a nice normal game. Uh, which is fine against Slanesh, which can be a big attacker, right? Yeah. Uh, he had the mask you know, bliss barbs, slit blades, the whole deal, usual stuff. Um, and we were playing on, ah, what were we playing on? I think it was not prize. Has the robot ah, failed? We were playing on some normal. <laughs> I can't remember. I haven't had enough time to remember. I, it, I believe it was prize of Galette. Um, but we. My big mistake, I gave him first turn because I out-dropped him. He was 11 to my 2, because uh, he was going sharpshooters on the Bliss Barbs. And I had my Furies sticking out, because they like to sit on a side area to cover the one objective that I'm not going to place my castle around. But that gave the Mask an easy start to just farm 12 Depravity and get minus 1 to hit, which sucked, because now I'm minus 1 to hit on everything, and that's not great. But... He went first. He generally pushed up a bit. He kept his Bliss Barbs far back, so he wasn't really shooting at me. Because I'm minus one to hit on all my bugs in Battle Round 1 anyways. Um, so all I did was I just pushed up into the mid-board, pulled a, a board presence on all the points. I'm just going to sit there, and I'm just going to see if he can take me out. Uh, but we go on to the roll-off. 
I win the roll off, we flip over to the no pylons part of the wheel. And, oh baby, I've just pushed everything up board. I've gotten a double. It's time to eat some little archer boys. So Bloab's going in to hit a garrison full of 10 bliss barbs. My bugs are making charges over top of Mirmadesh Painbringers to get the bliss barbs behind. I'm hitting the slick blades, or one unit of slick blades in the epitome in the middle with the 22 behind. Just trying to ram everything I have down his throat as much as I can. Uh, Orgots ended up sitting back. That was a misplay allocating where he went because he couldn't get near the epitome with the crown of dark secrets setting him to one attack. Uh, I made another misplay of a Nurgle unit. Nurgling's not charging in with the no pylons to tie up another unit of slick blades. But basically, with the double, I peeled away a whole bunch of bliss barbs faster than he can well and he doesn't regenerate because the rally ability is in the old book so he doesn't rally super great i'm trying to force my lord of afflictions onto the epitome as much as possible because as soon as i get within seven of that epitome it can't issue anything and mm -hmm. that go there goes the triple issue oops um so <laughs> i just keep forcing he gets his turn. He does his best to deal with what he can. He's trying to pop Orgots, and he lives on one wound from the 22 archers and five slick blades coming in. Uh, like a champ, he just survives and starts smacking things around. I win the roll off again, and at that point, I can just chase down the last of the bliss barbs, knock him out. Um, and he's just playing to score as many points as he can. He spent a lot of time in great consternation, did his best effort as he could. Uh, but unfortunately, he couldn't pull it together with the dice and the roll-offs and everything after that. And I got a full 20-0 against him. So Ooh, that baby. I'm pretty proud of. Oof. I'm not supposed to 20-0 with the defender list, but when I do good, I guess I do real good. Ooh, oof, size large. <laughs> oof, size large for him, yeah. But yeah. I'm very oof, happy. Oof, size large. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> it's a mediumly aged meme. <laughs> what about you, Carl? Uh, I ended up playing the only non-Irish member of Team Ireland, the American um, from Boston. So, I mean, he he's pretty much Irish. Um, uh, he was playing Nurgle, a very, very strange Nurgle list. This was the third Nurgle player mm -hmm. of the tournament. Um, he was right. playing a, a whole bunch of Blight Kings, uh, Blob, and got Rot Spume with uh, the Blowpipe guys. And um, I might have underestimated him based on his list. Uh, you know, right, I knew right, he was right. going to be a good player. Um, but because I was a lower drop, I kind of showed my hand of what we're going to do, what I was going to do, and it was Nidus Pass. So I was going to, you know, play three objectives, leave his home for him. Um, and then he aggressively deployed his Blight Kings to counter me. Um, and then the interesting point here is he put Blob in the corner where Nidus Pass was. So that he would Nidus Pass Blob into the back of my line where all my buffing pieces were. So the way I deployed was so that I could potentially double and then end the game early. I wasn't anticipating that he was going to do this, and so I ended up having to take first turn to cover my back end so that um, Blow, mm. you know, if he makes a 9-inch charge, he kills the Snufflers, he kills my general, he kills you know, a Squig boss. And so I ended up taking first, and I aggressively moved up, 
and then I banked on a huge charge for one of my squig units, and I make it. There you go, Dayton. Not just the fill. Yeah. How, how far was it? Though? How long was it? It was a 10-inch charge. Nice. Ooh, and shoo. then I ended up tagging at the two um, mortal flies and getting a squig on his home point, but he had more models. But it meant that I threatened and he would have to cover with blob and he couldn't just teleport blob into my back end. Um, <laughs> and attack me. Uh, so the the big the big thing that occurred in our game though was Gut Rockspume came in with his blowpipe dudes and he I left should have taken a little bit more time and measured but he I left a gap where my general was exposed and he was my grand strategy and Gut Rock made a eleven inch charge because of the terrain to get onto my general and kill him right off the bat so I was running on low on CP. I was three points down, um, and basically it was a grind of a game. Uh, I couldn't kill ten Blight Kings, um, and he had Blight Kings with the Lord of Plagues, was it, Matthias? The one that gives plus one attack? Yeah, uh, Lord yeah, of so, the Oh, uh, yeah, Lord of Plagues on foot. Yeah, so he, it was him. uniquely, his list was uniquely, had like, Blight Kings had like, what, five, six attacks each? There's ten six of them. them no. Yeah, six attacks each. And so they were ripping through uh, Squig Herd, but because Flight Kings are super slow, that meant that he put all that pressure on one point, and I was able to run around and score the other. And this was one of the mm -hmm. only games where, at the end of the game, he had board presence and I didn't. But I ended up winning. It wasn't a lopsided win like I had hoped because of how far the objectives were. Again, if I had Tunnel Master, I think it meant that I had a turn one um, battle tactic, and I would have made it a little bit closer, but I believe it was 14-6 to me. So, big charges for the win. Your boy yeah. was a big boy that day. Yeah. Uh, how about yourself, Jordan? I had a very fun game, I would say. Um, again, for the most part, it's like we were put in, my army was put into matchups that were quite favorable. Um, but I was, so this round I was playing Johnny, uh, and his fleshier courts. Um, again, what a combat army. I can generally, I've played it before, practiced with Pat, uh, same list almost. And I can generally deal with one of his big nine blocks a turn, Bellator to slow him down, uh, the Contorted Epitome's Crown of Dark Secrets to limit one of the units if it ever gets in. I just have the control and I have the output to just be devastating. Um, uh, he won, he won the prios, which, uh, again, you always played your outs. He used very effectively to actually scrape a ton of points off of me in that one. Again, my army, like kind of is conservative in the early turns. Um, and then I want to win bait in those later turns to get those big differentials, but he was able with priorities and playing smart, able to try to scrape points towards the end. Um, Again, it was kind of procedural with what my army does, but he there the the coolest point of the match was like as someone who's also played fleshier courts a, a little bit, um, I couldn't help but be excited for him. He got his dual king on terror dice with, with like plus three attacks, um, the run and charge, basically all the buffs going perfectly off, um, everything absolutely going his way. Bellator failed his roar, uh, so he just absolutely smashed Bellator. 
Um, which at that point, again, game was decided, but that's just those moments where, especially like understanding the pain with flesh eaters, if you fail your spells, it's like just devastating. <laughs> uh, or, or if you get roared, it's just devastating. Um, <laughs> so from yeah. that point, it was, it was super exciting to like, just see that happen and, and fun to like, um, just, yeah, enjoy that kind of chaotic moment together. Um, but it was a great game. Uh, Johnny was awesome. Had, had a blast playing him. Um, so yeah, yeah they were they were our favorite team we played opponents as yeah. a team yeah yeah yeah. I mean it also didn't hurt that we uh, smashed them. We capped them one hundred and twenty points. <laughs> Sheesh, yeah. capped. Ooh, Not no cap. We did that because we. That's capped. right. <laughs> Full cap. It was great because it gave us a ton of points and it paired us oh. into. Germany, Germany, yeah, another <laughs> very, very good team. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to, as a side tangent, I had a bet going with USA's Matt Beasley for um, <laughs> Matthias here to score wow. seventy points wow. throughout the whole tournament. And if anyone's keeping track of the score, he is currently sixty-six points. Uh, going into the final round. So he needed to make four mm -hmm. points, and Matt Beasley mm -hmm. would buy me a beer. So nice. that's the current state that's of right. Big stakes. Big stakes. Uh, Matthias yeah, ended up finishing three more points more than I me. I thought I would. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I was matched into... Uh, this is not how it goes. It was supposed to be Dayton than you, Matthias. No, no, that's fine. I got 20 against Daniel. It was awesome. <laughs> I got the I got the I got the Lumineth castle build, but no terrain. Yeah, and he made yeah, the first yeah. mistake because he outdropped me, and he gave me or he took turn, which allowed me to pick the objective we fought over. So because it was prize. Yeah, yeah. So then I picked the right in the center where I want everything to go, and yeah, mm. it uh, it was a good one. I was yeah. Denied him some tactics and things were spicy. But uh, yeah, super, yeah. super nice guy. Awesome, awesome person. I couldn't buy him a beer because Germany wasn't allowed to drink. But uh, yeah, it was super fun. Mm. They were? No. I I offered to buy him a beer the first round and he looked at both because he, he took the other side of the table because he wanted to be next to his teammates. Yeah. Um, and then he looks at both of them and then he looks at me and he goes, I'm not allowed to drink. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay. And then he puts his fists on the table and leans in. He's like, Germany's not fun. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And there's the other part too where I was like, my throat was starting to feel kind of sore because a lot of drinking and yelling and cheering and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And Simone mm -hmm. was walking by and he just made himself a tea. And I was, he's like, can I get you anything? I'm like, can I have that tea? He's like, yeah, here. So I had the tea and I put it on the <laughs> table. And the uh, Daniel there, he was like, uh, well, why don't you put a shot in that tea? And I was just like, oh, that's a good idea. And I pulled that flask out of my pocket and, <laughs> and poured it in there. <laughs> he like hits his buddy and what he points flex. at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you 20 owed him. <laughs> yeah, and then I 20 owed him. So it was Ooh. super fun. How about you, Matthias? Oh, you had a bad. This I was probably played... your worst matchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. This when you got um, paired up. I was like, Ooh. so. It's not awful. It's the anti-ward night hunt, Quicksilver Dead. 
Um, yeah. This is Colin. Colin. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, we didn't think it was Deutsch too accent. terrible because he had so many attacks to it's, push through. Yeah, so with some help from some of my aid, uh, the Night Hunt matchup, apparently on average, it's like um, not about the same or not as bad as Scarlet Doom with the impact hits. The no-rend effect, but... I think what tipped it in his favor is the Dread Scythe Herodins get plus one to hit and wound if their target mm. has a wound on them. And everything I have is a multi-wound because I have no Rottmire or anything, so he gets any damage on my bugs, and now he's plus one to hit wound against it. So there are threes and threes. Which definitely helps. Um, <clears throat> yeah, which is really big because he's just read nothing damage one past that, so it's, Four he really needs each. the volume to work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's four min-sized units of Herodons, Spirit Host, Krugas Cruciator, Double Spirit Torment, your usual setup. Um, we're playing Ars for the Taking again, the 11-inch apart start on the edges, the home objectives and everything. I deploy the exact same as before, but I have a one unit of drones closer to my home as well, because he set up 10 Herodons and Kato Ezekiar, Ezekiar, how do you pronounce his name, as an ally on that side. But he just ended up picking up the 10 Dread Scytheridans and putting them underground. Which was a good play because I only had one Fury touching the point. So Kato just walked on and took the point when I gave him turn one. Hmm. Um, but he moves up generally. He's super heavily deployed on his home objective. Like he just set up everything there. And then a few units maybe vaguely close to the middle point. Um, to score a GC on it for one, and that's about it. Um, I push up, or he hits me turn one with some with a few Herodins and the horses, the hex rays. I'm in when it comes to my turn. I'm able to pick up the hex rays, get a bit of damage. Nothing. I can't commit in at this point because I'm too spread a bit. And that means that I can't commit to killing any Herodons, because if I do chip damage, he'll just Spirit Torment heal it back anyways. So I push up. I'm basically just going to try and ignore the home objective and just take the middle point and my point back. And then I'm just... That's my plan, is to just win based off of that and just hold him off. Uh, I lose the roll-off into turn two, uh, which means that he calls a timeout, decides whether he wants to full send it or not. He decides to end up full sending it. He <laughs> crunches into me. Um, and he's just, you know, doing damage on the bugs. He's, And it just becomes a full slog. He's hitting me, I'm hitting him. And just punching all around. And then I win, the, I lose the next roll off, which means I'm not able to double turn him. And that's big, because now that we're in the big slog, the you-go-I-go means I'm not able to generate enough damage to pick up Herodin units, and his Spirit Torments are able to keep healing, and he's able to keep healthy enough that I can't push through. Uh, so after losing turn 2 and 3 roll-off, I'm starting to lose the attrition battle, and going into the next roll-off, I lose again, which means that I'm not able to take a point in a battle tactic that I would have otherwise, he's able to crunch into Orgots and leave him on one wound. Uh, and then he strikes the opening to pick him up right after. 
And then the last roll off, if I won it, I could have gotten a tactic with my Nurglings and I lose that as well. So just like every roll off I lost meant I was hemorrhaging points one after another. And as I just couldn't get the double turn to get back into the game. And he just, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. When you win roll offs, you take them and you, when he commits that heavily, he can't afford to give away a double. So he's yep. just crunching in and just floods me with the ghosts and I'm not able to keep up. He gets the rend on the charges where he needs to eat through my Maggoth Lord's armor. And that means that no ward save, no armor save, and the rend nothing on the Herodons gets through. And that's about it. I ended up losing 17 to 3, which was indeed my worst loss. And at 66 <sighs> points, 3 points to me <laughs> means that I finish at 69. Haha, <laughs> funny sex number. But screwed over Carl because <laughs> I didn't get the 70 for his bet. All your fault. How do you feel yeah. about that, Carl? <laughs> You wanted a beer from uh, Beasley. So <laughs> podcast yeah. listeners, he's you, just shaking it his doesn't head. even matter. The beer doesn't matter. It was the principle of winning a bet. <laughs> the principle. I tried. I couldn't win a roll off. Give me a single roll off, and I get that bet. But I just couldn't do it. I was like the whole the oh, whole weekend. We were like, oh, Matthias is our secret weapon. His list is weird. He's playing it excellently. He's he's you know. You know, doing everything he needs. Oh, he man. got that huge twenty zero against Ireland. Mm-hmm. I was like jumping up and down. I, I was got like, it on a lock. yeah. And then he just trips at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> I played everything I could. I do not feel bad about that game at all. I played as best as I could. I did everything in my best in my power. I just couldn't get the rolls I needed to come back. I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. So let me change the fact that you ended at All 69 right. points and you kept saying weird sex number and I'm like Ugh. It's, my, it's my copium oh my god oh yeah that's where we're at what about your game Carl? Uh, I ended up playing Tristan uh, who was playing a very similar gets list to me he was only running one unit of 36 squig herd instead of two units and the rest of his army was supplemented. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. He had two units of 36, but yeah. instead of the Stavas, he had Voinkar Bounders. Yeah. That was that was the mm-hmm. key difference. Uh, the big thing uh, going into the matchup was I was significantly less points than he he was. So I had double Indomitable, um, whereas he didn't have it. So Battleshock was going to be no. a key concern for him. And for me, it wasn't going to be. Um, but Battleshock doesn't even really matter when you have so much output. Like 36 Squig Herd, going into 36 Squig Herd, you're going to be lifting 36 Squig Herd because they have no save against each other. Um, and him no. having Green Crack and me having Green Crack meant that even if you if you, sur- you have few models surviving, if you hit them, then they're just going to fight on death and then you're just going to go on this infinite loop and then at the end of the day, you guys are going to pick up both units. Um, the other key piece as well is had Sneaky Snufflers. So the math was on my side because I have a 5 up board as opposed to him not having yeah. it. So I could potentially survive a long sequence like that if my Sneaky Snuffler buff went off. And guess what? It, <laughs> it didn't. went off. Oh. It didn't. It went off turn one when I didn't need it. And then it just proceeded to just fail. 
Um, that happened so, a lot this game, this world. Yeah, I think I think at the end, I think it was nine out of twenty-one sneaky snuffler's was what I got, and most of them were on two ups. What, Some of them what did I say to you after Carl? You, don't rely you can't on play armies that rely on two ups. No, just you. You can't. Yeah, no, that was horrible. And so, so he he attempted to. Well, he did. He did trade a unit of thirty six quick hurt for one unit. Uh, unit one of my unit of thirty six quick hurt. And at that point, um, because my snuffler buffs weren't going, he basically, um, I needed a double turn, um, in order to. Sorry, I needed to keep priority uh, uh, um, in order to claw back in the game, and I couldn't win a priority in this game either. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he played a, a good game. He did make some key mistakes um, that allowed me to claw some points against him, um, because when I saw that he had doubled me, it was pretty much over, because then he can trade his other... 36 squig herds for my 36 squig herds. Um, and then the Boingrot Bounders would just mop up afterwards. Um, There's a few moments in the game where we had reminded each other of rules. Now, I, I try to play as fair a game as possible. And, you know, Worlds is the highest tier of Age of Sigmar that you, yep. can, you can go to. So, you know, I reminded him of one rules mistake. And then after that, I, I stopped reminding him. But the one rules mistake, if I didn't remind him, would have changed the outlook of the game. And I'm not quite sure, personally, if I was okay with not doing that. So I, I had to reevaluate some values in terms of the game itself and going to an event like Worlds, whether we, we should have had the conversation beforehand and then kind of set the tone of the game. Um, so so it was it, it was it was interesting because you know because the light of the bad moon was in the corner he had five models like like an inch away from holy within the table edge which meant he couldn't run and charge a squig herd which meant he wouldn't have picked up my 36 for his 36 right which is a big deal and then i had forgotten to declare that green crack was fighting last on my squig herd unit and he allowed me to do that so it was it was a give and take um but then subsequently, he had forgotten to. He's, he's like, okay, if I put Grinkrack here, then you can't do this. But he forgot to move Grinkrack, and we we're already in the discharge phase. And he's like, can I move Grinkrack? And I'm like, I'm sorry. You've already made mistakes, and I've already reminded you. Like, let's just play from here on out, not no take backs. And so that piece, that Grinkrack not moving um, to his squig herd meant that it opened the door for me to scrape some points and I was able to do so. It was it was over by turn two because I wasn't able to claw any priorities to put me back in the game. Um, and the snufflers not working like intended meant they were, they were just dead points for me. Him being a lower drop meant he had a, a distinct advantage even though I was lower points than him um, and had the snufflers. So at the end of the day, I think it, it was it was close. I think it was fifteen five. Um, so for for a game that I lost every single priority, Snuffler is not working out, and um, and not bringing back any units as well was the other thing. He brought back units. Okay. I ended up bringing back one Squig Herd unit turn four, 
and that was it. That was the only thing I brought back in that game. So uh, the one thing of note too, James took a loss in the matchups. He got paired in a beast of chaos, and he played right beside me again. And he played his Lumineth like you're not supposed to play Lumineth, and it was amazing to watch. Like uh, he he got no shining company whatsoever because he spread his models mm. out like all over. Like it looked like a spider web on the board because he was just trying to screen out as much as he could to stay. Yeah, keep models in the game to get points. Yeah. Even with shining, you know, you're to lose those units. Yeah, so was, yeah. yeah but it was just point? neat to see. I I just looked over at his deployment. and I was like, what the fuck? And Even the like, German guy awesome. like looked looked at him. Was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. Like and, what? What are you doing? Yeah. James James was adapting to his new role and, and yeah. playing it, which is to defend you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? How was your game? Well, I finished the event like I started it, playing against Slaves to Darkness, um, uh, playing against Patrick. In this one, there was again similar thing. I control a lot of the, the tempo of the game. Uh, but there were a couple big central terrain pieces because I didn't get the terrain map I preferred because I was one of the later pairings. Um, and uh, because actually this was interesting. So different than the first one um, where I think uh, Morton had take what's theirs as his grand strategy. Um, Patrick had the role on the eye of the gods table and Demon. 11 plus, yeah. which yeah, yeah, he, he did that. He did that early. He got it early. I like, turned two or something. Um, which is super great, but it meant actually uh, where Morton had taken first turn to force me to use my Bellicor. Um, he wants to give away turn one so that he can do do the double heroic action to get both the three d six cast as well as the three d six on Eye of the Gods um, to really give himself a good chance of getting that uh, Grand Strat. So um, I was actually able to like, unfortunately just barely missed out on taking out his Nurgle Knights top of one, which obviously would have been devastating. Didn't quite do it. Left up one alive or a couple uh, alive, yeah. I think three. And then, you know, rally. Um, yeah, it's actually rallies a couple back more throughout the game. Cause I later bring them down to one, but they come back to four or five. Um, and then I Bellator him on his turn two. Um, so it's like one of his units of six is getting in, the other one's Bellacord, and his Nurgle Knights are ba basically still alive but neutralized. Um, I win priority, and I, that's, this is when I call my timeout because it's a position, position where I can comf comfortably give away the turn, but if I actually take the turn, I have the potential to like deal devastating damage and win the game there. Um, I just talked to you know talked it out. Just obviously, that's a, a kind of a crucial point where nice to have like you know someone to kind of bounce ideas off of and, and talk with. So I talked to Simone, and he was kind of saw what I saw of like I could you know seal the game here, get a huge twenty zero, um, which is you know not you know eighteen points is probably what you know that matchup gets on average because um, again I don't usually devastate early like I could have here. Um, but with the shooting sequence, pulling models, and um, shooting with the wrong unit, not first, but second instead of, yeah, whatever, doing a slight um, misordering of my shooting sequence with my various shooting units. Um, I left one Varigard alive, similar <laughs> to the Knights, um, rallied back to, you know, four at one point throughout the game. So then it's like, um, 
like it looked bad it looked bad at that point but i i knew kind of i can still take those units out he's bleeding cp so he's not to be able to do like all our defenses i can split target do you know different things like that i still have all my all my output though i'm losing screens and you know different stuff like that which is kind of fine um he got into one of my 20 blocks and it was whittling it down but then i was trying to tagged his unit and spread him on both ends and then once he's not on the charge Ayo. it's not as bad like Slanesh does. <laughs> um, but my, my uh, epitome came up big in that one. Like uh, the epitome and five bliss, uh, oh, sorry, slick blade seekers, um, like killed four Varengard in combat. I think I actually had 20 bliss barbs shoot into them too, but like taking out four Varengard with like not a lot left, but that's just the difference of not having Mystic Shield on them, not being able to do all out defense. I can just you know, run through those units. And that was even without, I didn't have the, the bliss barbs from minus one to save anymore but when you're not you can't do all the defense and you're you go from like fours to five or sorry threes to fours and then fours to fives in combat is just like i was just ripped through them um also on the mission uh where you're storing double battle tactics you have, if you have a gc on an objective i didn't have that in the early turns just because of positioning it needed to play a little conservative um based on where units were in that but rounds four rounds five i got two extra battle tactics, four extra points pulled me from what had been like, I think we were tied going into round four, allowed me to pull a bigger gap in the final couple rounds and get a 15-5. Again, I was super nervous because I should have been able, you know, I want to, you know, at least 17, 18 points in that. I was like, you know, three wounds off of getting reliably a 20-0, if not for the, you know, a, a small sequencing error, error on my part. Uh, so that was disappointing, and, and I was stressing about the overall round because of it. I was also like the second last match to finish, so I had no idea how the other games were going. Yeah, like I didn't yeah. know the result of your match, but yeah. based on your mannerisms, I was like, "Fuck, did he lose?" Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "Oh, yeah." It's I, I didn't obviously. It's like I was disappointed to like make that again. It's such a minor thing, but like Matias yeah. said earlier, it's like those little things cost you so big here yeah. again especially when you have varengard rallying on five ups and over two turns he brings three back right like that's yeah it's like expectation and reality right a 15 five yeah. is a great result in anything but in the context of the team when your expectation is to get massive wins it's like 15 is yeah. is is a little bit less than what you and, expected yeah like, like we've all said and why we you know we can't any of us can't beat ourselves up because we've all like everyone drops points at some points, but like literally the difference of, of killing that one Varengard or not is us being in the ninth versus 13th. Yep. But again, we can all say that about all our games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, James could have lost to just, Australia. Yeah, that how, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Shows how big every point is, which is the great thing about teams and yes, pairings yes, and all that. You play to the it's end. Super fun. And and the thing was against Germany, like your your game was the second last game finishing, um, mm-hmm. and I had gone to Simone. Um, I'm like, hey, how does the round look? He's like, we're dead tied right now. And I look over yeah. at the last game, and it was Oliver, of course, of course, he's the last person to to, to finish, Oliver mm-hmm. and the guy. And I'm just snooping around the table to see how how the round is gonna end. And this man and his opponent didn't write anything down. No points right now. No battle tactics. No nothing. I look over at the German coach. I was like, hey, do you know the score of the game? And he's like, no. Nobody knows the score. 
And so we, I think it was like a half an hour left in the round. For half an hour, didn't know and was guessing as to who was winning because the clock was winding down and they didn't have enough time to call a timeout and like actually give us an update on how the game was going. So I actually went, looking at the table, I I thought, and I I, I was sure that Oliver was losing. So I went to the bar, was talking to some of the other um people that I had played over the course of the tournament and was drinking a beer and they're like, how did the tournament go? And I'm like, I think, I think we lost against Germany, but it was, it's going to be a close loss. And they're like, Oh, well, it was, it was a very good first outing for you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, you know, a little bit depressed going back into, into the room. And Simone's like, we won. And I was like, we, we won. I dropped my beer. Cause I wasn't <laughs> expecting us to win. You got small hands. So Oliver, Oliver ended up winning, even though it looked terrible for him. God. Like when they were counting the points at the end, I was just like, "What the fuck is this chaos? Like, how is this? How is this everything being decided with all this bullshit going on? Who doesn't keep score? <laughs> fuck, I was, so, I was just like, I was just losing my mind. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I did this battle tactic. Did you do that battle tactic? There was like this conversation going on. I'm like, oh. yeah. You're right. Why would you not know what battle tactic you guys did in what round? Yeah, so bad. But we did so end bad. up winning, though. Yeah, we and it was our by... ass captain who 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 brought it brought it home. Yeah, we beat them by it was perfect. In yeah, the back. four. So two, I no, guess. No. Yes. Yeah. By yeah. two overall. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Matthias beat me by two points. I got 67. Oh, you got 69. Jordan got 66. Uh, and. Uh, I don't, what? I don't have more points than that. Alex got 74. So he was our biggest point winner. I think you're incorrect, sir. No. I, think I question your math Ooh, skills. You should. A challenge. A challenge. But yeah. Definitely not fun. me. I was like thirty something. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did not have a good tournament. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, that was super fun. We were super high and living life. Oh, we sang Oh Canada at the end. Oh, yeah. hang out with the Dames right. after they after they won. Matias had his first beer and he didn't like it and it <laughs> stuck in his kind mouth. Of. <laughs> it was overall so like disgusting. I think I think that feeling of ending the tournament in that way was was as good as any GT win I've ever had. Like right. ever. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. The high that we yeah. had at the end of that. Yeah. And, and all the way through the tournament was just yeah. insane. Um, my my goal for us as a team was to make top ten, and and we didn't do that. But I think we had to walk away with it like happy because we are so close that we basically achieved that goal. Yeah, and the, and but, the momentum but, from where, where we started a tournament to where we ended the tournament, beating the Aussies, you know, capping Ireland, and then beating Germany. Um, you know, these teams have been to worlds multiple years have had the experience we're going multiple time zones to go play this game um you know no experience in teams or like very minimal experience in teams and then kind of just picking ourselves up after you know we could have just laid in the dirt after those three three rounds and just said fuck it let's just let's just finish the tournament and 
we mm-hmm. could have. We could have just laid down on the There's ground. Way and too the much ego on this team to, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I mean, Jordan would Jordan would sneak into our rooms and like fucking put a pillow over our head <laughs> <laughs> if we just gave up. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, it felt, it felt like a good trajectory going into next year's worlds, whether or not you know a lot of our members come back or whatever. Like the learning experience that we had going into it like i think everybody mm-hmm. wants to do it again run it back but you know uh, and it was and this... so exhausting it was so exhausting playing those games though and yes. then you're like you know wake up and you're like guess i gotta go killing again yeah <laughs> you go back yeah. to the table <laughs> go killing again. yeah and it's, it's like yeah. it's, it's only two games learned, a day also learned a lot oh it was more tiring than three games honestly those mm-hmm. two oh, games yeah. were light years more effort than i put in in one gt um but like i i learned a lot about myself as a player as well which which was great and then like hanging out with you guys like you know patty's is chaos incarnate and simone is <laughs> trying to <laughs> handle eight people who are fucking running around trying to do different things at yeah. different times and matthias doesn't like beer or coffee or fun. Or fun. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, come on. <laughs> but we love him all the same. I love raw dogging life, all right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's been two and a half hours. Jesus. Uh, Matthias, you got a shout out? I'll, I have really no social media, so I'll shout out Saga of Dice. That's my friend and clubmate's YouTube channel. Where you can you find go. me talking about things like gnaw holes. I love talking about my beautiful scaven holes. And <laughs> sometimes I'm on battle reports. <laughs> he has a he has a second and... shout out. Go ahead, Matthias. Do I? Oh he's gonna shout out Wargamer Online. Go check out that YouTube channel. They are from <laughs> Wargamer Online, that's right. Northern Invasion. This time I got it right. Northern Invasion. I'm sorry, I've watched your videos before and somehow I still can't remember. I got home at 2.30 a.m. last night. I was in Seattle playing Warhammer. Party ain't hard. I'm very sleepy. No, Warhammer. But... Carl, shut up. Uh, I would like to shout out Simone, our coach, because he has a very thankless job. Ooh. Fly over to Amsterdam to not play Warhammer, but just to think about mm-hmm. it. Which is a very thankless job. And so, shout out to Likuye. Shout out to all the party people. Oh. All my opponents and worlds. My wife and daughter for holding down the fort back home. And, and all your, the team. And your dogs. And the dogs. And the Gucci Maverick, Paws. Zelda. Yep. Gucci Paws. <laughs> for sure. Uh, my shout out is to uh, Gavin. Krieger, he was uh, super fun at Worlds. Like, I got so many. I was going to do like a, sh- a shout-out for every opponent and stuff at Worlds, but I have many episodes to do that on. Yeah. So this episode's going to be on Gavin, because he was he was wonderful. He was just like, we're walking through Amsterdam, and he's just like, we play Warhammer. <laughs> we're in Amsterdam to play Warhammer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, we are. Yeah. He's like... Yeah. As, a, as a side tangent, Gavin and I held hands for 20 minutes uh, walking through Amsterdam. 
<laughs> we're just in the back, just holding hands on mushrooms, just, just walking around. <laughs> just, we just looked at yeah. each other like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, we're play, yeah, go play great. Warhammer. True bonding. I rechecked your points, Jordan. You got 66. <laughs> <laughs> and that's episode 122. Uh, and Team Canada will definitely be making Worlds next year. Without a doubt. The fire has yes, been sir. sparked. We we know what we're doing. And uh, we're all, we went away from that whole experience, like wanting to play more and to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Dave. No one, what? What's 66 times 2? Oh shit, it's not 122. End the episode now. It's 132. Are you Asian? Are you even Asian? <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster-ass niggas don't flex nuts cause real gangster-ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster cause gangster-ass niggas think deep. Up 365, yo, 24-7, cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't sleep. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, wanna be, cocksuckin' pussy pranksters, is when the fire dies down, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs>
feels good to be a gangster Getting voted into the White House Everything looking good to the people of the world But the Martha family is my boss Though every now and then I hold a favor here and there Like letting a big drug ship me through And send them to the poor community So we can bust you know who The voters of the world keep supporting me And I promise to take you very far Other leaders better not upset me I'll send a million troops to die at war To all you Republicans that help me to win I sincerely like to thank you Cause now I got the world swinging from my nuts And damn it feels good to be a gangster